1: Okay, let's get started.
2: Hey,
3: we...
1: Riley,
3: it's turtle time again.
1: I hope no one was scared. I was going to do a demon voice.
3: Oh, you know that that's one of the things that people say the most. <laughs> They're so worried whether or not you're going to say my name angelically or fully demonically. <laughs> and that was um, new, that, that sort of yeah, uh, low. note that you hit. We never do it like that, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't feel like going high-pitched today. Maybe next week.
3: Yeah. I, I totally understand. <laughs> and I sort of had to calibrate how I said your name just to factor in <laughs> the feelings I'm feeling, yeah. too. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, uh, for some of our Villa Rosa VIPs already know this because it was discussed on the uh, Monday episode and on our, you know, whatever you call it, community page. (laughs) It
3: was discussed within our community at a gathering of the Villa Rosa VIPs. Yeah,
1: gathering of the Juggalos. Yes. Um, I don't want to get into it too much because I will become emotional. But if you haven't heard... My apartment burned down, and my cat died. And I'm very sad, and sorry, um, I just, um, thank everyone a lot, um, sorry, I know this is supposed to be a fun podcast, and I'll get over it, and I won't talk about it anymore, but, um, I've gotten, like, so many really sweet messages, and, like, so much generosity from our, um, listeners and i really appreciate it um but um yeah i don't want to bum people out on their uh refuge from sad shit so i will get it together but i really just thank you guys um so much uh me and jimmy have been very touched and riley has been a huge help he helped us load up all of our toxic uh crap and put it in bins and uh i'm gonna have to restart my collection of uh, vanderpump hats unfortunately but
3: most of, yeah I, I most of the bravo uh, stuff was spared but you know there were some casualties <laughs> like the hats and, and yeah. merch and everything like that um well thank you for you know i We don't have to talk about it more, but I appreciate you just saying, you know, what you're going through and everything. And, um, yeah, the Villa Rosa VIP support was like such a beautiful thing to witness. And I can't believe, um, you know, how sweet everybody has been. And, uh,
1: if, uh, you are, uh, morbidly curious, uh, or want, uh, to listen to recaps of Vanderpump from the beginning, uh, our friend Natalie joined Riley to discuss what had happened and to talk about season three secrets revealed
3: yes we decided to uh, uncover some secrets <laughs> in the Vanderpump Rules universe that I had never seen before we thought that was a good uh, episode for Natalie to sub in because I still wanted you to be a part of the reunion because we'd worked yeah. so hard to get to that place but yeah yeah it's secrets revealed with Natalie and then we kind of explain in more detail what happened um, but yeah I mean I don't want you to have to think about that anymore and I appreciate you you know talking about it but you know
1: yeah. Um I can use one of my finest skills now, compartmentalization, uh and disassociation and we can talk about bravo. Yeah. <laughs> starting too- now. <laughs> It's
3: perfect. It sounds perfect for yeah, I mean compartmentalization and disassociation are two of the turtle time um, pillars.
1: It's the turtle time way. It's a turtle time way. That's why we have no memory as we've discussed. Yes,
3: it's a it's a it's a refuge. I'm glad you mentioned it, but it is a refuge, you know, for people. And now we can just get into the, the, the new turtle time spirit or you know, yes. the turtle time spirit that we're all accustomed to. Um, <laughs> so yeah, anyway, well I guess segueing from that, how I know it's been well Okay, how do I segue properly into the Bravo yeah. universe? There's been some Bravo news. You're like,
1: this episode was fire.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I yeah, there are so many things. I... God damn it, not fire. <laughs>
1: um, I will say, though, that I was thinking about it when I was driving around. I truly have been inspired by The Housewives in general because I watched so much Roni recently. I was thinking about how all almost every single housewife has been through something horrible, and I think that's part of why it's so good is i was thinking of specifically like roni like i was like bethany's horrific uh divorce and then fiance death of her fiance i was like ramona's world rocked when mauricio had a midlife crisis and left her luann arrested had to start all over like i was just like going through housewives one by one i was like they're an inspiration as just examples of everyone has some shit that Happens,
3: yeah, it, it's true. Yeah, and, and Bravo does always like put that like sheen on it, you know, to where you don't get too deep into the the tragedies of all of their lives. But yeah, I mean, you've seen them all go through so much shit and like yeah. rebound. So it is inspiring that way. Yeah, I was gonna say Ramona recovered from when she uh, went in the woods and was <laughs> yeah. reminded of her childhood home making <laughs> mud pies. She was somehow <laughs> able able to overcome that. Yeah, which is kind of beautiful. I mean,
1: Carol's had horrible horrible shit happen to her yeah Car- carol she's is maybe like, the worst yeah
3: carol is like the model of someone like with so much uh grief in their life and, and you know what they can do when they get past it and everything yeah. so i'm glad that you're finding i mean yeah that's a good segue into bravo <laughs> it's like that i think bravo does keep a certain like level of tone that like even when it's horrible tragic shit happens they like they keep it uplifting, you know, like yeah. we saw with Southern charm where that could have been like a full season dedicated to Olivia grieving, but they were able to figure out a way to, I don't know, make that an uplifting storyline throughout the season yeah. overall, even though she was dealing with so much shit. For sure. But you know, I've said this off mic, but you know, I'm obviously I'm so sorry for <laughs> what you're going through, but um, you know, I just, there will be a day when we're able to, I mean, it's, it's always going to be hard, but it's like, I don't know. I'm glad we have this place to,
1: Yes, we have fled to the uh, Villa Rosa shed. Yes. Where we usually do our Patreon records. They're going to have to get ready for us twice a week.
3: Yeah, I already told Ken. I mean, (laughs) he, he was in a good mood. Uh, He wasn't holding a shotgun at us. And I just said, Ken, we're going to have to be here twice the amount of time, unfortunately. So please get that shed ready to have us here. So you can see on the YouTube that we're in Ken and Lisa's beautiful shed at Villa Rosa.
1: Yeah, they understand.
3: Yeah. So um, (laughs) we were talking about the news a little bit, you know, before we get into this uh, episode of Vanderpump Rules. Because we want to recap this beautiful episode, right, of Vanderpump Rules. But there was a little bit of, um, you know... So I think some small news updates that happened uh, yeah. that we were talking about. Um, I think the one that was most uh, exciting to me was um, at Luann's cabaret show in New York. You know, which we've been to that cabaret show when it yeah. was in um, in Hollywood, right? Yeah. And it looked it looks like Matt Rogers was in the audience. Who you know, I know him from Watch What Happens Live. I've never listened to his podcast or anything, but mm-hmm. I know who he is. He said straight up right to Luann's face while well, she was, you know, in the middle of, well, not in the middle of singing, but when she was asking questions, uh, uh, he said, I've heard major rumors that you to Luann, Sonia, and Dorinda are coming back to Rony. And then it was, they're going to keep from the Rony season 14 cast that we, that we, you know, came to know. They're dropping Psy si and they're d- dropping Jenna Lyons. So it'd be Luann, Sonia, <laughs> Dorinda, Aaron, Jessel, brin and then uba would be a friend of okay so really sigh i mean we kind of knew sigh was on the chopping block Bye, sigh Bye, sigh <laughs> um you know i have complicated feelings about sigh because i don't think that she was so much worse than the other cast members mm-hmm. she just i don't i don't know why sigh got so much hate she yeah. was just like the one that people wanted to blame all of the flaws of roni on i yeah. think but jenna lyons uh I think that's a good decision to let, yeah. say goodbye to Jen Alliance. Mm-hmm. I don't think she enjoyed the Bravo experience overall.
1: No, she like didn't share anything and was conflict averse. And I think, you know, it wasn't, she, yeah, she wasn't giving enough. She was resting on her you know, notoriety and career, but without it really being about that. Like I said before, if she would have been, if it would have been more about her career, I would have been interested in that. But it was kind of just like a little bit about her lash business, which isn't that interesting. Yeah. Um, I,
3: I Yeah. I feel like they had to cut uh, around a lot of the lash uh, storyline. And they yeah. gave us like maybe two or three glimpses, but they it must not have been giving a lot. And they didn't want it to like be a through line throughout the season. Yeah. But I mean, I do think overall, this is a very good idea. I yeah. mean, it's like you tested all of the new cast members you, you found that Sai and jenna Lyons are the weak links yeah you want to keep bren because bravo loves bren more than anyone they've ever cast in the world <laughs> i they do like...
1: think she will be fun and interesting with a sonia luann like because she is sort of the proto like young version of a sonia yes so i think they could get up some real shenanigans
3: She's like a, is it facsimile? She's like a facsimile yeah. of them. She's yeah. like a combination of like what, like of all three of them or whatever. Or yeah. ma- mainly Sonya, I guess.
1: She's like Muppet babies. Like she's like Sonya Rony babies. Yes. Like it... if you wanted to cast a young version, it's like um, young. What was that? Uh, Carrie diaries. Yes, it's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah,
3: she is. Yeah, she was like um, brood in the Bravo soup yeah or whatever to be (laughs) the next generation of roni sometimes though that was like sort of hard to watch because it felt so um like a put on right that that uh persona that's why
1: it'd be funny to watch against the real thing she'll have to sort of get it checked
3: recalibrate i i I agree (laughs) so i mean I I, but you know know
1: what i was thinking because i've just been watching the tinsley thing when I first imagine Bryn hanging out with them, I think it sounds fun. But then I think about Tinsley and how Sonia was horrendous to Tinsley.
3: You'll have to remind me. Why did Sonia they they lived together, right? Yeah.
1: And she that was Tinsley's inn was that she was going to go stay with Sonia after her arrest and whatever and mm-hmm. that was her re-entry to New York City staying she obviously could afford to stay wherever she wanted but i think it was for the show yeah. and under the guise of wanting a comfortable place to stay and like a you know a cozy person to look after her or whatever and Sonia immediately resented it her Cause um, she was
3: like, not. She was like, you're not paying for the groceries. You're not bringing the boxes in.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. She was just made her feel bad constantly. Um, had a million rules, including, yeah, not using her assistant. Oh, right. At one point, uh, Tinsley asked the assistant. She was like, if a package, she was specifically had things, something getting delivered, that she was going to be gone when it came, and uh, Sonia was like. She was like, you're not allowed to ask my assistants for anything because it distracts them from what I have them doing. And I'm like, they can't answer the door for a package?
3: Yeah, right. I remember that.
1: um, And they just... She just kept shitting on her over and over again. And Tinsley couldn't win. And that's when she threw her, like, thank you, Sonia party and gave her a, like, $5,000 gift card to Bergdorf's. Wow. And uh, I don't know. Did
3: Sonia like that?
1: She did, but then she later as of the next season was like uh what's tinsley's scott she was like scott bought that she was like scott pays for everything which i'm like so right which i don't even think is true i think tinsley has 10 times more money than scott did but anyways um and that's when then tinsley moved into a hotel which was i think seven thousand dollars a month which compared to the rents that she was looking at was on par, but then when Scott came to town, they upgraded to a penthouse that was thirty grand a month.
3: Wow! Yeah, that was beautiful. And then I was going to say, so in addition to Sonya hating Tinsley's guts, Dorinda hated oh, yeah. Tinsley more than anyone in the world. Yeah, Dorinda had so much hatred towards Tinsley. So I guess I, I think I think like you said. The dynamics will completely change once those three OGs will turn into sort of an OG, you know, like a legacy Rony person. Like, it's going to change so much. Like, who knows what Aaron will be like? Maybe it'll step up Aaron's game a little bit to be around him. Like, who knows, like...
1: I feel like Aaron might end up being judgmental and being like, these bitches are a mess, that kind of a thing, which would not be... I don't know. I mean, well we have no I have no idea what the conflict will be, but that is definitely an improvement.
3: Yeah, I just hope that they the new cast members are more just like true to themselves and less inauthentic, which was I think the main drawback of, of Rony last season. Yeah. Like when I was thinking of us like recapping Rony season fourteen, I was like, We were in the doldrums there. <laughs> like after watching Southern Charm in Salt Lake City, remembering Roni, yeah. uh, like that season fourteen of Roni, I was like, God damn, that was bad, brutal,
1: right? Um, I mean, they're like, especially watching old Roni oh. now, and how good it was for so long. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, it's just not the same.
3: Do you think that there's a chance that it when Luann and Drenda and Sonia are back in the universe with Aaron, Uba, uh, Jessel, and Bryn? Or, yeah, I think that's all of them. Like, is there a worry that? They'll just steal the show completely out from under the the four newbies because they're so good at this. You know they've been yeah. doing this for like fifteen years, right. and people might just be like, "Yeah, I just want to see Luann, Derinda, and Sonia again." Yeah. Like, fire Aaron, fire <laughs> like Brand. You know yeah. what I mean? Like,
1: I feel like it's up to them to be smart about their participation. Like, I think Jessel could like be down to clown and get so in the mix. Um, Aaron, we'll see. She's not very fun. No, and Brynn, if she's smart, will do her best to like vibe and party with, and like go out trolling for men. I think yeah. that's her role. Um, because like imagine, because our most recent version, not cl- including UGT, because that's like different, but like Crappy Lake, I feel like is kind of like what Sonia and Luann will be up to. Yes, <laughs> and then we'll get to check in on their actual lives, like what's going on with the townhouse. Right. Pretty sure she still owns it. I don't know if she lives in it right now.
3: Yeah, she was saying on Rony Legacy that financially she's still going through it. You know, like um, she was talking about how Ramona and and Luann and everybody are so much richer than she is, and she's yeah. having, debating going on like OnlyFans and stuff. Right? 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 I mean, is it...
1: that movie deal really fucked her.
3: Oh my god, she got sued into oblivion. Right? Yeah, because her sonia morgan productions with like what backed out on a deal or something yeah
1: i know it's just uh, i wish i never bought any of those sonia morgan shoes like the slippers with a deer on them or whatever the stag oh, slippers i, I would love either. to have some of those
3: oh i would love to too i was thinking maybe we could revive sonia morgan productions when we go into production on reality of a Scandal.
1: Could you can you imagine partner like, with her and rand Oh, it would be awesome! Um,
3: oh, right, I forgot that we already promised Randall Emmett that he could have first look right of refusal on <laughs> yeah. *Ralphie Scandal*. But I think it could be a good—you know how many title cards sometimes are on movies where they've yeah. been financed to shit yeah. by like fifteen different companies. Yeah. Maybe we could just be like, we went everywhere, all yeah. over town to get money for this thing.
1: Yeah, maybe we can start a Villa Rosa VIP Productions. Oh, I like that. And we could come up with a fun title card.
3: For them, for for, for our Villarosa yeah. VIP community, yeah. Oh, I would love that. I yeah. I, I'm fine with having if even the first twenty minutes of this uh, movie are just dedicated to uh, <laughs> announcing who funded this thing. Yeah, right? it could
1: be like a turtle walking across the bridge. At Villa Rosa, with the swans on the side, I love that. And then the
3: oh, how about, how, come about up? how about a turtle that's about to walk across a highway that has a like um, trucks going by, <laughs> and then a beautiful two swans fly and pick it up and to carry it across the way yeah. over the highway. Yeah, and it says Turtle Time Productions.
1: Yeah, I'm imagining the scene in Bowfinger where they make Eddie Murphy run across the freeway. Do you remember that?
3: Oh, you know what? I haven't seen <laughs> Bowfinger since it came out in 2000. Um, 2000 or i don't even know when did that come out um might have been
1: even earlier but if we're talking about making a ragtag movie that's a good inspiration right
3: okay i'll (laughs) rewatch it that sounds so good um but i think all like overall this news i think it's good i don't know if matt rogers said it to get the ball rolling and get fans fired up to say uh, to say um you know this is the best thing that could ever happen i don't know if he was like what's that called when you like want to speak something into existence or right not. but um
1: i saw luann commented on a post about it with the little eyes emoji
3: me too and yeah. you only do that you only put the two eyes looking to the side if you know something and you're like you know, yeah
1: do you think bethany would do it for 20 million
3: 20 <laughs> million to be on the new season of Rony season 15 yeah
1: 20 million
3: 20 million i have to think Bethany would want to do that right yeah for 20 million yeah I mean she says she always says like I'm happier than I've ever been I'm more successful than I've ever been post Bravo and I make way more money now from all of the like odds and ends stuff that I do but I have to imagine 20 million is something you really have to take into consideration yeah. right
1: yeah that would be interesting although I think she would suck all the air out of the room at this point
3: she would It. yeah she it, um I, I think that those three first to sort of um, get Roni up to a new like level of quality is great, and then save Bethany's reintroduction. It would be too much <laughs> now. We would, yeah. I think, be too shocked. I to feel have...
1: like even in the years past after she returned, she it felt like she had special exemption. Where you know on every trip she would leave early. Um, if she was feuding with someone, she just wouldn't go to their yeah. events. It felt like she acted like they were lucky to have her, yes. which. I hate to say, kind of were like it was worth the trade of her getting to do the yeah. show in whatever capacity she wanted to, but I would understand why the other women resented that totally. she didn't have to do half as much as they did.
3: Yeah, she didn't have to do half as much, and then I think that they said that they were ha- they had to cut out so much Bethany sponsored shit through <laughs> yeah. all those seasons because she was making every opportunity to you know as a way to sell something while on yeah, camera. It was
1: aggressive, and then at that, uh, holiday party, Ramona, they're playing secret Santa and Ramona un- like unwraps a nice skincare package or whatever. And she was like, I'll let someone else take this. Cause I'm doing my own line right now. And I have all these free samples or like, I'm dealing with that right now. So I don't need more of this. And, uh, Bethany's like, oh, I thought I thought you were giving to someone as a good deed, but I guess you're doing your uh, home shopping network uh, blurb right now. (laughs) And it's like everyone's like, are you fucking kidding me? All you do all every second of every day, every item that you touch is skinny girl red. Right. Like every party you have has a skinny girl ice luge every gift bag, every everything.
3: Yeah. I need to return to the Bethany post um, Bethany ever after era. Cause I do want to watch it again fully. And because I just, I don't even remember some of the beautiful nuance that you're describing of like <laughs> Bethany's like going through this horrible, tragic time yeah. while still trying to sell the shit being above like the production thinking that she can like control things behind the scenes.
1: Yeah. I will say um, she, um, I know she went through a lot and I won't take that away from her, but her, mental health and well-being is really on a rickety ladder for so many years running like she's just about to crack almost the entire time she's on the show
3: where so where (laughs) are you at in your rewatch now
1: um i think i'm on season i think i'm like carol's gone okay so what season yeah. is that after she leaves i forget but i was Ten? just
3: i just didn't want to bring it up but, but like the carol thing hits her so hard too yeah like towards the end of bethany's run because yeah. carol was like the only true friend that bethany had ever had and then she ended up ruining that relationship too i
1: know she was like i've never been through anything like this and i'm like what about jill <laughs> right I, I
3: i think looking back i think Jill was not as close I like yeah. Bethany didn't love Jill Like I she think loved she Carol. like
1: took Jill with a grain of salt totally. like she's like I know who Jill is even though we're close she knew yeah. that Jill was kind of a Ramona type figure yeah. whereas Carol was like a companion totally. like a normal human being
3: yeah like it, she, Bethany treated her like a peer yeah and when she lost her it like she couldn't fathom what she had done to lose a close friend
1: yeah it felt like maybe especially with Cartagena they maybe by the end could have gotten through but then they watched the season back, and the confessionals were way too much, and it was just absolutely destroyed. Yeah, so sad.
3: Um. um anyways. Well, yeah, but no, yeah, right. A little, a little, um, blast from the Rony past. But it's all. I mean, blast an, from the Rony past. Yeah, it's important though because like we could be there. Like, there's now a new future for Rony that has the old cast, and they yeah. can just they can. I don't know. I think it's just a really good decision. I also think that they are going to like lose the or, or there I think Bravo is going to uh run out of ways they can keep Sonia Luann and Dorinda on the hook in the Bravo universe <laughs> without offering them actual shows yeah because there are only so many spin-offs you can give them before they're like hey we don't just want to film for three weeks we want this to be our yeah. main thing and I think Bravo has to be afraid that Sonia Luann Dorinda and Ramona could possibly be poached by another network and create a full Reality show, right. around them. They are,
1: yeah, talent. I think um, I saw Ryan Serhant was on Watch What Happens Live I last night, and he's gonna have a um, you know million dollar listing type show on Netflix now. I know, so I'm like lost his ass.
3: Yeah, seriously. Well, he's I don't an OG. Know. Was he? Was he? What, like, was he fired? What's the story? Cause I don't. I, I think they know. just
1: stopped making New York, maybe because Million Dollar Listing LA is still on. Okay. Um, but I don't know what happened with the New York franchise um but he's like i can tell he's one of the andy's golden boys like he andy loves him and he goes way back like that show was on a million years ago um and if you recall uh he was i don't know if you watched it just like that he did a cameo on a just like that and he had a cameo in marriage story
3: whoa wait where in marriage story
1: <laughs> uh what was it i forget who he was he I don't think he literally played himself, but he did. He have lines? Yes. What in Mary I have Story? to look this up. Maybe we'll post the clip. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, literally everything I say out loud, I wonder if I made it up.
3: No, no, no. yeah. I mean, I'm trying to and just then go it, through.
1: Usually, it turns out to be correct, but sometimes I feel like I imagined it. No, I'm sure it is. I mean, um, that's, that's he. You... I think he maybe used to be a million years ago an actor. Okay, which I think is part of his success is that he's just like good on camera and like.
3: Yeah, he was great. I mean, I had I didn't know what he was from, I mean, but I thought he was really nice. On
1: Bravo uh, lineage or um, tier of spinoff, he had a wedding special.
3: He did? Yeah.
1: His wedding in Greece. His wife is Greek. And it was a whole like My Big Fat Greek Wedding spinoff. They
3: must have really loved him.
1: Yeah. I'm like, there's only a handful of people that have gotten a special like that.
3: Right. Yeah. So I I think that in all Bravo contracts, there must be like something where it's like, if you don't use me in six months, we have the right to like, you know, move away from this network. And so I think Bravo now is going to make the decision to, to be like we can't lose this talent to yeah. the competition and they're getting tired of just being on these like shitty, but spin- not, not shitty, but like these yeah. peacock exclusive spinoffs. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think it's a good decision by Bravo to not lose them. Yeah. Completely. Especially
1: because I feel like the first season was an experiment. Adding the o- OGs in is an experiment. And then maybe by the third season, they'll figure out what works.
3: Yeah. And it'll be like, um, just Jessel is left <laughs> right, with old Rony cast members. Right
1: um all right well that more to come on that maybe if that's announced we can do a special roni retrospective or something um once maybe i can select in my reviewing some of the ones that stood out the most for me or something
3: yeah yeah that would be amazing
1: um all right what else happened
3: well the other like this is um i I mean this is a big deal i think uh i think atlanta You know, Real Housewives of Atlanta, I think is... Speaking of OGs. Yeah, I think Real Housewives of Atlanta is like in Rony reboot territory, but it's not being fully announced yet. But they are like, they should have already been filming, I think months ago already, and they're not. We found out that contracts were not renewed for anyone. And then now I think Candy um, just announced... At the Grammys, I think right, she announced at the Grammys mm-hmm. that she is taking a break from Real Housewives of Atlanta, which I don't, I forget how like her run is like what, like fifteen years. Yeah, was yeah, she just, the
1: longest running besides like Teresa?
3: Yeah, I think she was. And um, I so, it, Candy, a lot of Atlanta viewers, I, we weren't like so harsh on the season of Atlanta, but it was a very derided season mm-hmm. and like no one liked it. i mean it was like potomac levels yeah. now this yeah. season where just people were are so fed up with atlanta kenya was fed up with atlanta yeah she was like saying on on carlos king's podcast she was like um sonya and marlo and uh, drew should not be cast members on this show she specifically <laughs> said it she said yeah. they should have like been auditioned been on the show as friend ofs and then whoever was the best should have like rose to be a full time Yeah, and she was being very like like honest about yeah. what she thinks about Atlanta so I think Candy leaving is now letting like acknowledging that Atlanta is going to have this huge shift I read a report that Kenya also quit but I haven't been able to oh. like confirm that but I think that either they're going to go back to the well and try to get you know uh, Nini mm-hmm. uh I, I don't know what they can do with Phaedra now because she's already sort of like in the universe on another show
1: that's true um yeah, that's interesting because I feel like Candy's the main reason they can't use Phaedra, right?
3: Right. So if Phaedra could, if Candy leaves, it allows for Phaedra to be back. I do think it's like kind of awful for Bravo to be like, <laughs> swap. well, her in. Candy's gone. So yeah. now we have access to Phaedra again, her mortal enemy who right. tried to like ruin her life and career. That like, would be
1: like a burned bridge possibly. Yeah.
3: And like how and then, long could Phaedra last? And then as long as Phaedra last, uh, lasts, you can't have Candy.
1: Right. And then Sharae is also on the traders, right? Is she? Uh, I feel like I heard that. Oh, okay. I know that we, people really love it. I know. And I keep being like, maybe I'll watch it. I'm staying at a hotel right now and we've been watching Murder, She Wrote.
3: Oh, how is it? (laughs) It's
1: on at all times, just so you know. Um, It's kind of boring, but it's also comforting because it's so low grade, like low stakes. Yeah. And there's some fun um, cameos like Elliot Gould and um, Lucy arnaz I think that's just her name, Lucy Arnaz, basically Lucy Jr.
2: Oh, Uh,
3: (laughs) Lucy Jr., the daughter of Lucy and Ricky? Yeah. Oh, I never knew, I've never seen um, their daughter.
1: Yeah. Um. So anyways, it's fun. But I'm like, maybe I'll watch The Traitors because everyone I know is obsessed with it. I know. And every podcast I listen to, they're obsessed with it. Um, We've gotten so many comments saying that we should watch it. So maybe I'll start it and let you know what I think.
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. I mean, I do hear so many good things. It's just, for me, it's a matter of what I let into my world. You I know. know. In the in terms of other reality shows too, too. But, you know, if it's so good that we just have to watch it, then I understand. But, um, so it, it could be that, I think it could be that either Atlanta will be fully rebooted, which, I don't, I mean, I don't think that that season of Atlanta was so bad. Yeah. That everyone should be fired. Right. You know? I mean, how, how do you, how, what do you no, think? No, I
1: mean, it's such a, again, every time we talk about this casting stuff, it feels so above my pay grade. Like Yeah,
3: that you wouldn't want to even decide.
1: <laughs> I do not envy, I've said this before, do not envy the producers and the executives because it's really, really hard to come up with the right combination. You know, scrapping completely feels like wild, but for some reason I have more faith maybe in who they could come up with for atlanta than new york but i don't know
3: no i mean it's i i I get what you're saying but all i know like really all i know with a hundred percent certainty is that finding good cast members for bravo is like a diamond in the rough i know and every single friend of that has been like thrown to the wayside that we've seen on all of these different franchises just shows you that with all of the power of Bravo and their casting and everything they know their interviews when they bring someone on like Anna Marie and yeah. it's just a full-blown <laughs> flop to yeah. a magnitude that you we've never seen before I mean Diana Jenkins is a better example she's yeah. the worst yeah one time or one season Casper <laughs> they've ever done that just shows you that like why do you think it'd be any different to cast six new people? They right. can't even get one. one good Courtney. You had Courtney know, on Atlanta. I was going to bring her like, up. Yeah, it's like, do we really? You- Courtney is who you would have cast if you were casting the show with six new people. Obviously, because Courtney is who you cast as yeah. someone to bring into she this universe. She
1: makes the most sense. She was connected in multiple ways. Yeah.
3: So, so if you were rebooting Atlanta three years ago, you would have chose Sonya. Drew and Courtney, right? Yeah. So it's like are those I, I just think that they need they can't they need to stop underestimating the talent that they have and the history that people have yeah. with these with these uh cast members. Like the fact that they're going back to the well with Luann and Dorinda and Sonya <laughs> should show you that
1: Yeah. maybe they can do Again, like uh, Muppet Babies, and do like Candy's daughter and Sheree's son. <laughs> and, like, Sheree's son, I would like Cairo. I,
3: I, <laughs> Cairo, Candy, uh, uh, Riley. But, yep. Um. What? What are and Todd's what are, daughter? Yes, I do like Todd's daughter. Yeah. What's her name?
1: What is her name? It's Riley and.
3: I do. Oh, I, I like Todd's daughter. I yeah. think that was fun. Um, yeah. I. I just. I don't think. I think. First of all, I think. It, that last season of Atlanta was underrated. Mm-hmm. I think we had a lot of fun. I enjoyed talking <laughs> about that 10 times more than I enjoyed talking about Roni. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: um uh, Yeah, I just, it's too hard. I don't know.
3: Well, I think, I mean, if Nini is, I know that Nini wants to pretend like she never sued Bravo. I yeah. know that if she had her way, she would scrub that from the history books. Like yeah. she scrubbed her interview with Bethany the minute after right. Bravo, like put those, those eye emojis on her Instagram. Right. So I think Nene wants to come back. Obviously, uh, that would bring almost everyone back into the Atlanta fold who right. loved Atlanta before to see Nene come back.
1: Do you think that the legal department would even let them entertain that? I feel like once you sue NBC Universal, they're like, we cannot do business any further.
3: I t- totally think that that is what possibly happened with ninety nine percent of cast members, but I think Nene might be the one exception to where uh, Kim. they w- Kim
1: Kim. Yes I, yes, I forgot Kim, about Kim,
3: Portia, right? Is also just oh
1: yeah. Like, what's she doing?
3: I don't, she just—I think she thought that the Bravo universe was starting to get toxic for her, and she wanted to take a break and see what else she could do. Freshly and remarried. Yes, I want to see. I, like, I just think that there is so much stuff they can do with just sort of retinkering the existing Atlanta cast members that we know and love, with maybe two new additions, instead of going full blown reboot because we've seen what that yields and it's bad and it's awful and so Bravo you know I know (laughs) obviously I love when you listen to Turtle Time but just cherish your cast members cherish the talent that you've cultivated you did such a good job anyone who's lasted more than five years in the Bravo universe should be like like you, that's the they should be treated like gods within your universe, and don't just fire them and try to get replacements because ninety percent of the time it does not work out. That's why the first time cast member is so of flops is so high.
1: Yeah, I mean, I got a little taste of what it would have felt like if Diana Jenkins was brought back. I told this story before, but I accidentally or my DVR recorded last season instead of the new season. And so I started watching the episode and for like ten minutes I thought that they brought her back as like a like to revisit. And it was like, you know, when you're in a nightmare oh. and you're like, is this real? Oh yeah. This can't be real. What is happening? I was like writhing in my seat. Yeah. And then her husband or whatever baby daddy started playing the piano and singing and I was like, We can't be doing this again. Like yeah. what is happening? Yeah, you're And like- then I woke up. <gasps> It's old. Oh,
3: I, you, you were like, you, for a minute, you were like, "Wait, Bravo brought Diana Jenkins back as a cameo and let her have the exact same scene where her husband." I had
1: deleted all of those files from my mind.
3: What was it? I don't remember her husband's name. Um,
1: it's like Satchel or something.
3: Yeah, I think it was Satchel. We. It wasn't. It wasn't Satchel. Right? He looked like Satchel. He looked exactly like Satchel. Yeah. Um. The Diana Jenkins era. Um. That was like. I mean. I don't know. Th- this season of Beverly Hills is not great. Yeah. But I will give it credit for being much better than last season. And I actually i have yeah. enjoyed the Barcelona trip for the most part in last yeah. week's episode. I, I really actually enjoyed it. I think it doesn't have the, I don't know, huge conflict that like makes Salt Lake City shine right, right now. But it's, I don't know, they're getting to a good place. But I feel like this is going to be regarded as a really shitty season. And yeah. they're going to retool after this for sure. For sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm going... I think I am going to be going to Barcelona in uh, June. So I'm taking notes on maybe I can go to their haunted Airbnb or something.
3: I would love for you to report back. I don't know if you're (laughs) going to be able to like stay the night there or whatever, but I would love to know kind of what's going on behind the scenes that we didn't get to see because... Last week's episode, I don't know if you looked in the background of some of those shots, but like Kyle would walk by a hallway and I saw, I swear, a little door would open and close right behind her.
1: It was like those little, what movie is that with like the like Miyazaki, the little ghosts? Oh, yeah. Those were everywhere. Oh,
3: of course. I just watched a Miyazaki (laughs) film, Um, Totoro. Oh, did you like that? No, I don't like that actually.
1: (laughs) But do you like that? Do you like creatures cute?
3: Yeah, he's cute. Do you like
1: Miyazaki films? I'm a little undereducated in that area because I honor and respect the form of uh the art of animation, but it takes a lot to get me to watch an animated movie. I'm more if on... I your... don't lean that way.
3: Yes. I'm more on your side to where animated movies don't feel re- like real movies at all, you know? And like, you can't really judge them like you know other films or whatever yeah. but I just I haven't gotten to the Miyazaki world like I watched an hour of Totoro and I was just like what the hell is happening here these little <laughs> ghosts and stuff not that I need to know what's going on but I just yeah. feel like there's such a people love those films like yeah. they're like this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life and and I haven't gotten there yet with Miyazaki yeah,
1: yeah. same uh but you're right though
3: in terms of uh in the beverly hills house <laughs> it is exactly like a miyazaki animated film in terms of the little the little ghosts that were sort of um like sort of Walking uh dancing around. around the house
1: yes the little duendes yeah um so i will be checking on that boots on the ground when, uh, uh, when is your barcelona trip again <laughs> well so i'm mainly going to france right. um my passport survived the wreckage Good. and my global entry card which is important as That's well. That's amazing. Um, Jimmy's passport is quite charred, Okay, but I think it's easier to get a passport replaced if you have the original one. It totally is, yes. So, uh, anyways, we're going to, for our friend's 40th birthday, we're going to Provence uh, in June, hopefully depending on how many episodes Vanderpump Rules and Summer House are. I think I will just have made it after that, but if not, I will, uh, you know, we will do a remote, but... Um, it's like June 16th or something. Wow.
3: That'll be, I mean, I'm just imagining how uh, powerful the Turtle Time episodes will be when you're sort of in Provence <laughs> and Barcelona. Drunk
1: off my ass. Oh,
3: I will love it. I think it'll bring <laughs> a lot of new energy to Turtle Time. We've never had sort of that, like,
1: what's that called?
3: That Joie de Vivre of, like, <laughs> Paris or France. I mean, I, that's... I mean,
1: <gasps> yeah, we need to get the tea on where the Vanderpump Villa is so I can go there.
3: I know. Are you? It's kind of hard for me to watch the Vanderpump Villa trailers, just knowing how close we were to being cast on that thing. I mean, we made it
1: through like the fifth round. Like, what the hell did we do
3: in that final interview with Lisa? Like, I I, we said all the right things. We said, (laughs) "Oh, I would love to be catered by your guests. Um, We want everything to be perfect, and we are very vocal when things aren't perfect." Like, what did we do wrong? You said
1: something about the bad salad you had at Pump, and she completely she wrote. It's just a red line over your name when you said I was, that.
3: She asked examples of when you've had very bad food before. <laughs> and I said one time at pump. But you're right. Lisa was the wrong person to say that to. <laughs> well, anyway, that's why, I mean, we're. I'm going to watch Road. Villaro- or what's it called Vanderpump Villa? Yeah. But I'm just, I'm kind of going to be bummed out the entire time, but maybe next Is season. That,
1: that's Hulu? Yes. It's so, I, whatever. I I would love the T on why it's not on Peacock. Someone
3: did a good TikTok about that actually. I do, I, I, they, they tagged me in it and I watched it and it actually made sense that it was like Peacock probably got first right, you know, of, of, yeah what's that called like you know they they were able to buy it first or whatever but they potentially didn't want it and then hulu is like we're getting into reality we'll take yeah. peacock scraps right so everyone this is why this is goes to that point about bravo talent everyone wants what bravo has yeah. they want it for dancing with the stars yeah. they want it on whatever else World House the World's <laughs> seven, they want the bravo a shining talent don't let them have it
1: yeah you know what i mean yeah fight for what you have i wonder if lisa wanted like a huge payday or something because to me i'm like why wouldn't you just buy it and then the thumbnail can live next to beverly hills and vanderpump rules and people will automatically just watch it why
3: wouldn't peacock i i i mean i think it it is um indicative of potentially the quality of it i mean no offense but i just think maybe they were like
1: that'd be pretty bad huh that must be pretty bad then because to me it just seems like as far as just like if they had it autoplay after vanderpump rules or beverly hills i i bet so many people would just be like fine
3: i mean (laughs) i think it was produced by evolution yeah i think evolution always you know goes to bravo first to say would you want to Purchase this new Vanderpump production slash Evolution Media. And I don't know, unless they, I don't know, unless Hulu just paid way more and they're like, we want to make more money. I mean, I don't know how any of that shit works, but yeah, um, yeah it's going to be Hulu. And um, do you have, just to ask you, like Lisa's like um, quench for uh, money and power and fame. Yeah. Do you ever think about like, I've been thinking about this a lot with like the Grammys, the and the golden globes, like how much acclaim do you need? How mm-hmm. much do we all need? Yeah. You know? And like, I was thinking like Lisa needs more yeah. than what she has. Mm-hmm. Like she, she has Vanderpump rules. Yeah. It's now the highest, wa- like most watched debut yeah. of, for season 11. She had the spinoff where she was bringing people to Villa Rosa. Like, um, um, they, she was bringing oh, right. like, uh, like Cheryl, Trixie, David, whatever her Mattel and yeah. whoever else, What's Cheryl, David's real name. Um,
1: Oh, but um, she, she had,
3: a, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, Joel McHale. Yeah. I'm just like, how much, like, what, how much does Lisa want?
1: Yeah. I mean, she also must just love being on camera.
3: But it, yeah, right. I, she must. But yeah. I'm, I, I just like, I, she's
1: I, greedy like Taylor Swift when she just grabbed the Grammy out of Celine Dion's hands and didn't say thank you
3: yeah i didn't want to i didn't want to say it but that's the
1: swifties might come after us but i watched that before i watched it live on the hotel tv and i hadn't seen anything on twitter or anything and i immediately texted my friends was like what the fuck was that
3: yeah, I didn't I, like. I was watching at a bar because I went to the Sopranos anniversary panel. Oh,
1: yeah, I want to talk about that after. Yeah, we, we can talk In about person. it.
3: We don't have to bore <laughs> our our you know our little turtle cuties with it. But we went to this Irish bar after, and they were playing oh, yeah. um, the Grammys. And I didn't watch a lot of it, but the scenes I saw, and then the TikToks I saw compiled Taylor's energy. I felt mm-hmm. like I'm not a huge I, I'm not a Taylor detractor at yeah. all. I actually love her. I like the Eras concert thing. I was oh, loving yeah. life when we saw it together. Yeah. I think I love most of her songs or whatever. But her energy at the grammys a little erratic there's this, there's this scene there's this uh they got some footage of her when she got album of the year or whatever and jack antonoff sitting there and she's sort of like she's like giving him a noogie yeah and like she's like punching or hitting him with bald fists did you see her backstage it. with boy genius yeah
1: she it, puts a grammy on one of their heads and she looks mad
3: yeah and then in julian uh Julian Baker one of the boy genius person uh, uh, group members is crying actively crying I was like what did Taylor Swift she's like kept- can
1: I put this 20 pound Grammy on your head I was
3: like what is this energy you're acting like this is like the Taylor Swift Awards and everyone is just here to like honor you she was like and right before she started to put um put a Grammy on someone's head who didn't want it on their head for their the moment when they're getting a Grammy which is something that people really love even though Taylor's gotten a hundred of them yeah. she's putting it on their head she goes to Jack Antonoff which I don't even like Jack Antonoff no. that much but she goes jack antonoff you're being really weird right now just so you know you're being really weird and she meant it in that funny way where you're like accusing your friend of like acting off but yeah. like it sounded like kind of like like <laughs> i don't want to say bordering on like bully behavior yeah. but kind of like when you're having too much camaraderie with your friends and trying yeah. to show off your relationship too much and she pulled lana del rey up to the oh, right. thing like made her Even go up she with just her.
1: lost yeah i was like what the hell is <laughs> happening what do you think there's a lot going on i don't know what's what the deal is? Uh, she is oh, interesting. I, <laughs> Taylor Swift just banged on the door. <laughs> she heard us. You know that she's was a also, warning.
3: She's also suing the the. There's like a college student or whatever who's tracking her private jet use to show how much <laughs> um uh, emissions her jet yeah. um blows into the atmosphere every time she wants to go to grocery shopping or whatever. Yeah. You know she takes a private jet. So she's That's suing public them. knowledge. Right. Well, she's suing them because she doesn't want to know. I'm like I think that. Taylor Swift's um, relatability meter of her being the uh, whatever you know the likability right. factor of like I'm just like you I'm going through breakups I'm yeah. going through pain like pain I talk about it I give you the clues and the signals you were it's the parasocial you know that's yes the, exactly the word. And I think the, she's I think she 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 hit the limit she hit the limit and she calibrated a little wrong at the Grammys and that yes. ah shucks shit. Played badly.
1: Announcing her new album at the Grammys means that she knew that she would be on stage. So, like, she predicted a win. And Well, she
3: could could have predicted another, like, another opportunity, right? Like, she's probably like, at least I'm going to get record of the year. Sure. You know what I mean?
1: Uh, I mean, and she could have just dropped it, I guess, on social media, not on stage. But to me, I don't even follow her career or discography very closely. But I'm like, another album? I'm like... I think everyone learns that PR 101 is that you need to give people a break before they get sick of you. And it's like, Anne Hathaway, I remember she kind of went MIA for a while. Jennifer Lawrence went MIA for a while. Um, I think if you're smart, you give people time to miss you. And releasing another album, she's going to make a billion dollars and people are going to eat it up. But as far as public perception of people that aren't already in the bag for her, I think everyone's going to be sick of her. Plus, we have the Super Bowl next week. And we're going to have to hear about that for like a month.
3: Yeah, I right. Whatever she does there. I hope Jack Antonoff, when you're watching, stay away from Taylor Swift in the <laughs> box at the Super Bowl because I think she's going to start uh, <laughs> rubbing your head and maybe give you a, a, what's it called when you put someone's head in the toilet? <laughs> yeah. A swirly. I, yeah. Jack, I need, think you need to stay away from Taylor's energy in the, in she's the Super gonna,
1: Bowl. When Usher's performing, she's going to like do a full pink <laughs> And like, sw- like swoop in.
3: You think she is to catch one of the? <laughs> you think when? What Travis Kelsey's? He's not the quarterback, so he couldn't do this. Is I couldn't he the quarterback? Tell you. Tight end. Tight end. Well, whatever. I think when someone throws a football at one point, Taylor Swift better not come out <laughs> on a huge. Yeah. What's it? What you? What's that called? A huge string? What's, yeah,
1: it's what, like when Lady Gaga lowered yeah. down at what the, the Super Bowl. What those officially called
3: the, the tight tightrope? No, not <laughs> she wouldn't tightrope walk, but whatever. I don't the zip think, line. I don't think that. Taylor, I know that you're probably planning this already and it's like in the bag, but do not do a zip line to try to do an interception for (laughs) Travis Kelsey, Um, right? She shouldn't.
1: Um, Do you remember that though? When Lady Gaga, she sings um, uh, like whatever it was. um, uh, What's the national, not the, what's the the song that's not the national anthem, the other one?
3: Oh, um, Pledge Allegiance to the flag.
1: It was, she remembers she sings and then she goes, um, uh. It's what and justice for all? Liberty.
3: Liberty and justice for all. She
1: goes with liberty and justice for all. And then she jumps off and like a little spider gets lowered down. And then it starts playing Just Dance.
3: What song is that (laughs) that she's saying that says in liberty and justice for all? What is it? I know the Pledge of Allegiance. My trauma blocked it.
2: <laughs> well what what's my excuse <laughs> i mean I, yeah um it's wait, um in,
3: in liberty and justice for all <laughs> just dance <laughs> Wait, what's the just it's dance it's the on one
1: you? about it's like what's from sea to shining sea what's that from one? sea to america shining the beautiful sea.
3: yeah when do they sing that at football games
1: oh of course of course
3: <laughs> i know what you're talking about now they go and now we all rise for the national well, they for do the, america the, the national people.
1: anthem is different the national anthem is, I think someone else sang it that day. And then she did a little, uh, one of the other America and songs. And
3: beautiful four Space It wasn't that. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> we'll look into that, um damn okay so what were we talking about oh taylor swift you know please i think she'll probably recalibrate a little bit after her grammys feedback because even i think for a huge swifty which i know our little turtle cuties might be swifties i think you have to say at least a little bit (gasps)
1: this land is your land that's different than i thought oh yeah she She goes like this land is your land this land is my land Because it was during the whole, it was during the Trump era and people thought she was going to get political and instead she made it about like America is for everyone. Oh,
3: that's amazing. You know? Wow. Okay. And when
1: did she do that? (laughs) That's how she she started her performance. Okay.
3: So I don't know this land is your land as much as um, the other ones. And so I'll look into that or I'm going to watch that performance. Oh my God, you have to. But what I wanted (laughs) to say just to end this whole thing is that I think striving or whatever is like good like you know striving is is, (laughs)
1: striving is good striving is
3: good to a degree (laughs) like wanting more or whatever is good because it like you know people do accomplish a lot of stuff but at some point everyone in the entertainment industry everywhere everyone you have to learn just be happy with what you have and i thought about that with jay-z's speech too about (laughs) beyonce not to just fully put it on the swifties when he was like
1: he needed to tighten up that speech.
3: I didn't watch the full thing. I just know the sentiment to where he was like, Beyonce absolutely has to have album of the year, no yeah. matter what. Don't let one Grammy go by. Yeah. And like, I agree that obviously in the past, Beyonce and you'll, I know you agree that she <laughs> yeah. should have won. Even album Adele of the year.
1: was like, take my Grammy. Yeah. This is bullshit. Of course.
3: And Macklemore wanted to give <laughs> his to Kendrick Lamar because he knew that it was wrong. But so I'm saying there's a lot of examples, but I, I just like, why, why, Do you need that? Why yeah. does Jay Z need want that? Yeah. Why does Beyonce need this? The Grammys are pure shit. Yeah, Oscars are pure shit. I mean,
1: the award he was accepting was like new and made up. It was called the Jay Z
3: Award for <laughs> Best Jay Z. Yeah, it's like
1: they all—all all they're doing is they want to
3: award everyone. They wish that there was a hundred categories and people would watch this for six hours, where you said in the individually every famous person <laughs> in the audience, you're the best ever. Please look at the camera and say you love the Grammys. That's all they want. Yeah. So when, when they Fail, it's just because they wish they could honor everyone, but there's only 50 categories that they yeah. keep adding to. So I'm just saying, be happy with what you have. That's that's it. We don't like, there's a limit to how much acclaim everybody should have right. and need. And I right. think Beyonce and Jay Z and Taylor Swift just, you know, they don't matter. Be happy with and what you have. And don't you, you think have.
1: that once you have like a dozen Grammys, you're like, where the fuck do I put these? I just, yeah, I respect, <laughs> of course, of course, like, we know just that like, they're what they just become like
3: objects steven spielberg i heard just has this shed in his yard <laughs> and it just has all of his like memorabilia and he barely even goes out there it's yeah. just like yeah there's the my 50th oscar like i don't give a Did shit hear, about this was stuff. it
1: kate winslet or who was it i think it might have been her she said that she put um her oscar in the uh like guest bathroom so that when people are in there alone they can like
3: do that touch
1: it and like pretend to give a speech or whatever which i'm like that's so nice because then people don't have to be like can i hold it you can just like be alone and be embarrassing and like look at it and feel how heavy it is
3: i love that so it's the same place (laughs) where kyle richards put her mom's ashes first of all um second of all i would totally do that and give a speech yeah in the bathroom you just have to hope that no one would desecrate the oscar in there right
1: it could fit in some places (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> anyway well um, um I yeah you're you're totally right I just think that I like I like the actors and the musicians and all the people who say this is um not about awards you know this yeah. is art and they're and we shouldn't play into this at all and right. this doesn't matter and you know what I mean that's yeah. that's the people I respect more and I think everyone should realize soon the Grammys are archaic and yeah. They're they're soon going to be in the dust heap of history.
1: Yeah. I feel like you could tell, though, that this year that they did something different. I don't know if it was like a new PR team or some zhuzh because they had great attendance. Like everybody came out. So I'm like, I don't know what changed because I feel like in the past like five years, it was a real like yes bottom of the pit like no one cared no one came like you're right you know
3: they 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 brought the glamour back to the grammys and almost every opportunity they had to show performances i was like they're ripping it up here yeah but still you can't fool me grammys it still doesn't matter yeah you get everybody up there i don't care yeah you awards don't matter
1: tracy chapman ripped
3: yeah i watched that performance i'm glad people are like stoked because people were so pissed at that i don't i don't follow country music but people were so pissed they're like loop Combs, whatever that guy's name is. is like That song was amazing. You can never right. um, you know, do that again. And then when they collab, people were like, this is one of the best things I've <laughs> ever seen. Country music and whatever the hell fast car is. Oh, right.
1: We were laughing about uh, how we don't know who any of these people are. And they were like, featuring Jelly Roll. And we were yeah. like, what?
3: <laughs> yeah, I love that. I-, I actually, I like Jelly Roll's speech. I saw that on TikTok. Was he sweet. goes, I was 39 years old, which I was like, holy shit, that's me next year. Or maybe he's even younger, but whatever. He goes, don't ever say that a 39-year-old can't do anything. I was like, that's amazing. He goes, because I'm standing here as Jelly Roll and my life just started. Thank you so much. I love you all. And I thought that was so sweet. Great. I love when people say, not to, God, we are going on a tangent, but I love when people say, um, you know, like actor was an actor was 50 right you like
1: know, michelle yo michelle
3: yo yeah and they're like or yeah they're like this guy was 50 before he got his life started i'm like wow there's still it's never hope, too late hope for me
1: yes so much
3: wow we're saying a lot of good moral lessons right
1: <laughs> yes um was there any other no. final news or no you was I, an hour enough i
3: honestly <laughs> wanted to talk about the grammys but i didn't you know i didn't think that we would because it had been like a little long, you know. Yeah. It's like this will be old news by the time. Yeah, but I'm glad we talked about it because there was some fertile.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm Fertile sure Turtle. your wife Megan was stoked as hell with all the Miley.
3: Oh, she, I, well, and a lot of people are coming around on Miley.
1: Yeah. I mean, because she's people, very talented.
3: She's very talented. I loved her speech. People, I read this New Yorker article that was like, Taylor's speech, you know, was dog shit. <laughs> it, no, it didn't say that, but it was like, Miley's speech was a, it was the New York Times. They oh, said yeah. Miley's speech was a breath of fresh air. She kept it fun. She and kept it life. Miley light.
1: worked in her win into her performance, like yes. song. I just won a Grammy. That was awesome.
3: Yeah. And then, in Flowers ripped. I mean, I'm yeah. glad that she finally has her first Grammy, her performance was good she looked cool
1: yeah i know you will never say this but her body's popping she's wearing vintage bob mackie
3: I'm going to make an exception. No, I'm You just agree? No. no, but it, she did look cool. And people put that amazing meme where they showed Miley Cyrus doing that, that squinty eye from the red carpet that everyone uses for Miley. They said first season housewife and then they said fourth season housewife with her oh, wow. new look. And wow. I was like, that is perfect. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, before we get into um, Vanderpump Rules recap, yes. which is really all we're going to focus on <laughs> yes. in, in a little bit of Beverly Hills, yeah. I'm just going to read because there are three people who care about the reality of a scandal. This is the last chapter i'm gonna do before you and i do our writers retreat we're gonna come back with the 90 pages so this is it for a while but i'm just gonna go through the two pages i added just so we can get to the place where everyone knows where we left off and then you and i are gonna do our writers summit where mank um wrote citizen kane okay is that okay yeah so just to catch everybody up um we we saw tom sandoval make love to raquel um they started their affair you and I had a telepathic connection where we knew there was a disturbance in uh, the universe based off Tom Sandoval cheating, yeah. right, on Ariana. So we go into a tunnel to reconnect with our father, who also has telepathic abilities, because we need to get advice about what is going on in the universe that kind of shattered the, the shimmer that we have. Yeah. Is that, do you remember those? Yes. Okay. All right, so we're in the tunnel um and oh also um our father is Cedric who was the sort of house guest um <laughs> from in Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yeah. A uh, Ken and Lisa's house guest. He is our dad and he's played by Robert De Niro if we can get him. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we said hi dad. Uh, that's last where we left. We okay. just had we just had greeted him in the tunnel. He's covered in garbage. Okay. <laughs> so Cedric says, "Come embrace me, my children." Cedric opens his arms and a bunch of wet garbage drops to the ground. Amy and Riley look at each other. Amy, can we just do a shimmer hug? Cedric, why, yes, that's even better. Amy and Riley close their eyes and Cedric re- receives the shimmer hug and clutches himself smiling. But then he becomes concerned by, concerned by something he feels from their telepathic hug. Cedric, something is not right. Amy, Riley, what is it? Riley, father, we felt a shimmer. like <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> father we felt a shimmer last night amy but we don't know what it means cedric so you still have need for your father cedric laughs laughs loudly causing more garbage to fall off of him cedric come hold my hands sorry i'm getting scared because i think taylor swift keeps knocking on my door um sorry um come hold what did i say okay sorry cedric come hold my hands and i can process your shimmer Amy, can we hold <laughs> Can we hold hands using the shimmer? <laughs> this is because he has a lot of garbage on him. Cedric, no! Amy and Riley walk up and reluctantly hold each of his hands. Cedric pulls them closer. He begins to rock back and forth, and then his eyes go wide, and they roll back in his head. Garbage starts to levitate off the ground. Cedric in a toneless voice. A great chasm opens between two who shared love. The abyss now widens between the worm and the worm. And a dove. Amy and Riley exchange confused glances through the whirlwind of detritus. Cedric, it is in the place of two toms when this act will unfold within her palms. His acts, which betray, will come on March's first day. As Cedric finishes his prophecy, garbage and gross liquid starts to fly uncontrollably around them. Cedric, something is happening out of my control. The tunnel starts to shake and pieces of the concrete start to fall. (laughs) Debris falls from the ceiling and blocks off the path that Amy and Riley came from. Cedric, my children, you must leave now. I can't hold it off for much longer. Take the path here to West Hollywood. You will no longer be able to go back the way you came. Cedric points weakly at a new tunnel path, fully concentrating on controlling the chaos around him. Riley, goodbye, father. Amy and Riley race out of the tunnel following Cedric's new path. Okay, so he gave a prophecy. Yeah. Um, right? Did you, that that came through, right? <laughs> yes. Sort of a, 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 pro- a prophecy, you know, where we can sort of parse what he means from that. March's you know? first day. Yep. March's first day. Interior tunnel day. Amy and Riley walk into the new tunnel. After some time in the tunnel, the concrete slab walls are replaced with more decorative flair. Riley, who the hell decorated this? <laughs> Amy. I think I know Amy sees a patch of dirt covering a sign on the wall and uses her hand to wipe it off. The word sir is revealed (laughs) looking like an ancient rune. a path to the right leads to stairs. They walk up them interior, sir, employee bathroom day. Amy and Riley open a small door near the sir toilet and peek their heads out hesitantly. (laughs) There is no one there. They climb out Riley, a tunnel that leads directly to sir Amy, So that's how Lisa and Ken can navigate through Vanderpump Row. Riley, I guess. What the hell is going on? Amy, I don't know. But can we talk about this at the bar? (laughs) Riley nods. They leave the bathroom. Interior, Sir Restaurant Day. Amy and Riley walk out of the bathroom together. Peter Madrigal is walking by. Riley, trying to sound casual. Hey, Peter. We were just using the bathroom together. Peter, hey, Amy and Riley. I love that you're doing that. Probably saves more time. (laughs) Amy, yes, definitely. Peter, have a seat at your table. I'll have someone come take your drink order. Amy, thanks, Peter. Amy and Riley breathe a sigh of relief and sit down in their reserved booth. Immediately, a friendly face comes to take their order, but we don't see their face yet. Server, Amy, Riley, I'm so glad you're here. Do you want your classic margarita order? Amy, you know it. Riley, you just said the magic words. We cut to the server's face. It's Rachel Levis. (gasps) Rachel, by the way, after trying your margarita recipe, I told Lisa that they should be the official sir margarita. And she said, yes, you're really changing things around here. Amy, well, hopefully not too much change. Rachel smiles and then gets somber. Rachel, no, not too much change. We wouldn't want that. Rachel walks away. Riley, despite whatever is going on with the shimmer, we can always count on sir to be the same. Amy watches Rachel walk away, contemplatively. Amy, I'm starting to think, maybe we can't. Dot, dot, dot.
2: Wow.
3: So that was longer, actually, than I thought. I'm so sorry. That was about five minutes, but I just, you know. I
1: like the coloring in of the legacy of the Chud Tunnel.
3: That's really, that was the main focus of this scene, to show how Cedric's tunnel and the tunnel that we're accustomed to will lead to the chud tunnels that we know and love around Vanderpump Row Yeah, that was the main focus also to establish that at some point at Tom Tom on March's first day yeah. something cataclysmic is going to happen which yeah. you know for <laughs> the audience we're going to know what that is exactly. also establishing that you and I are sort of integral to the sir ethos and they love us there yeah and then <laughs> the fact that at this point no one knows we think Rachel is this wonderful beautiful person and we don't know at this point that she's cheated with Tom
1: right But she knows.
3: But she knows. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, okay. Well, that's the last of the reality scandal for a a while until we do the retreat because now, you know, I want this to be a a collaboration instead of just surprising you with all this weird (laughs) shit like Cedric and all this stuff. So that's it. Someone
1: wrote in that they think that I should be the one that drives the motorcycle.
3: Oh, who said
1: that? (laughs) I love that vips oh
3: i look at every comment that's about reality of a scandal so i didn't see that one so i love that you are for sure riding the motorcycle i will be the one who's wrapped around you in the back sort of you know just letting you yeah. lead i would love that
1: yeah uh or maybe um like jiggy could drive the motorcycle and we're both on a, in a sidecar
3: i would totally love that i haven't even factored that in yet but i would love if jiggy was you maybe know we I can know.
1: bring jiggy back to life with magic
3: I, okay, let's do it um, Soap
1: opera rules No one's actually dead
3: Well, I mean, yeah I'm I'm definitely bending some of the like You know, the reality here I think with So we can definitely add something okay. like that okay. okay, good All right, well, thank you so much For allowing me to uh, read the reality of a scandal That's it until the writer's retreat um, Amy and I think we should take Maybe one little certified turtle squirt Or sorry <laughs> uh, uh, Okay, pit. Sandoval
1: squirt Diet squirt.
3: I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Sorry. A little certified turtle piss. We call them. Yeah. Uh, let's do that, and then we're going to come back fully raring to talk about mm-hmm. Vanderpump Rules in its in every minute little detail, yes. and then maybe a little smidge of Beverly Hills at the end of it. The Beverly Hills smidge. <laughs> Beverly Hills smidge. I liked Beverly Hills, but yeah. not you know.
1: No, they needed a trip for sure.
3: Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Got him. Okay. All right. So let's let's piss, and then we will come right back.
1: All right.
3: We're back. Hi. Do you feel uh, better at all?
1: <laughs> uh, I feel good. I feel like this episode was fun. Oh, it's... this Vanderpump Rules episode—the yeah. ultimate betrayal.
3: This episode. This episode to me was very good. Why like, is it called that? Because James calls what Tom right. Sandoval did to him personally the ultimate betrayal. Do you agree? The ultimate. <laughs> I mean, I think it's good in terms of coining something that James can use, you know, to like call this something, like in terms yeah. of like, what's that called when you like a brand branding it that I feel was, like
1: to Ariana, it was the ultimate betrayal. I feel like James falls, I guess, maybe you it's just in stark comparison to ariana's version james's doesn't seem as bad right
3: yeah him saying it's the ultimate for him i didn't even think about that it's the ultimate betrayal for ariana yeah for sure his is like a minor but well i don't know (laughs) i uh, think in
1: normal circumstance under normal circumstances it would have been totally fucked up right but compared to what actually happened it just doesn't read as harshly.
3: Yeah. I think he wanted to take the, I think he was just being slightly hyperbolic, but it, you know, he is, he's finally ready to say this is a betrayal. It's something that we, we've talked about this last week that he never really took, took that, um, like made that a part right. of his, um, part in this. Right. He was more like just offended by the, the, you know, the full scandal of it. And like just saying his take on how Tom Sandoval needs to grow up and how he's a worm. But now he's like, He's ready to talk about his place in this thing and what Sandoval did to him as sort of a big brother figure.
1: Right. Yeah, make a meal of it. Um, So yeah, the first sight we see on this episode is, again, Ariana's room, a mess.
3: So I clocked it this time. I I think I was writing notes last week and I didn't really truly know what the hell you were talking about. I just took your word for it. I fully saw now the room. Yeah. Tom Sandoval's was a little... Was was not messy, in my opinion. Right. Not too messy. There's right. like one box.
2: Well,
1: yeah. That's the thing I don't quite understand is that he's the one that had to move out of that room. Like all of her stuff seemingly would have already been in that room. So I don't get why like this whole situation would have thrown her room into a mess being that she already lived there. If she had to move rooms, I would understand why her new room would look like that. There were boxes, so... I'll, I'll give, give her some benefit of the doubt.
3: Yeah. I think she is still in flux in this house more than she's even talking about now in this in this era. She's claiming this is her house. She's staking her ground in the house that they co-owned. But I do think at this point in Ariana's life, she is the most famous person almost like in the world. Yeah. The three months after Scandival. So I do think that her room is just getting a lot of like has random shit in it because she's yeah. either moving, just moved back in. She's been sent flowers a hundred times and a and hundred other gifts and right. products that she can't leave in their shared spaces right so i, I think it's just the accumulation of all of the uh i, don't, I i'll just say you know shit that she's acquired <laughs> right. throughout this fame right. run that she's on yeah and so i kind of i can kind of excuse a sloppy room because i know in no way is that like what ariana's room looks like at all times sure. i think she just didn't even want to clean up for vanderpump rules when they were filming
1: yeah i need to go back and watch uh it's hard to say because whenever they showed their house previously, they never had finished their house because they said they didn't want to buy stuff until they found what they liked. So remember they used like folding chairs and like rent tables and stuff when they'd yeah. have people over.
3: But I do remember a scene where like their room did seem clean because like they had an espresso machine in there. Oh, I remember right. Tom like yawned and he got up and he goes, "Dumpling, can I make you a little espresso <laughs> or right. a latte? Yeah. And their room looked clean then. Yeah. Well... I I just blame it I have to blame it on the 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 constant influx sure. nature of Ariana's life right now. Sure.
1: Um I also as predicted Tom's introduction was in fact the toilet flush. So it, they use that in the trailer as the you know, they didn't want to waste it. They they use that as a funny intro.
3: What do you think they were trying to say?
1: <laughs> it was like kind of it's like embarrassing. You know, yeah. like it's like kind of like selling him out. Um,
3: but I will it, say for the for the most part, though, like I do, I agree with you. Like they wanted him post toilet, like with yes. a, with a huge loud flush. But the rest of the episode, I felt like they didn't over, like they didn't actively try to paint Sandoval in a negative light. Yeah, you know, they gave him a lot of opportunity to present himself and not give him like a shady edit. This right. was like. Just I guess they just wanted to start out with a a little toilet flush, right? Just to show us like Sandoval's in the toilet right now. An
1: initial joke. Um, Yeah. He had just come back from World's Toughest Test, which he said was one of the hardest things he's done in his life. They, you know, show what he's been through online. They show a um, a little collage of some of the online uh, discourse. Um, I uh, screenshotted it um you know it's the classic it's like scum devil um sandoval smells like cheap cologne wet dog and vodka <gasps> wet um, dog. cheaters are never to be trusted sandoval looks like a 70s gay porn star <gasps> lying narcissist um you know anti-mustache
3: one- did you see the one from turtle time
1: <laughs> where we're like hey you guys let's think about this for a minute <laughs>
3: no yeah I I didn't I didn't even look at the hate I just I absorbed it in one second I just knew exactly what you know what everybody said at this era I mean he was the most hated figure in the world
1: yeah it's like um you know what a tool stuff like that um and uh (laughs) it's it, it is like they let him sort of they didn't give him too much sympathy but they sort of let him represent himself yes
3: yeah, I mean they like I mean this was a very Tom Sandoval centric episode which you'd expect because you yeah. he was missing from the the premiere. Uh, but he's saying all of this to I thought a new shining star in <laughs> yes. the Vanderpump Rules universe which is his assistant Ann.
1: Maddox. Ann Ann Maddox. Why and how on earth is that her last name? I think it was... uh,
3: Spelled differently. I think it was fate. I just think that he... I don't know. At some point in his life, before this whole thing happened, he was drawn to another person with that same last name. (laughs) But uh, I've never... Ann's energy, uh, in, in this entire episode, I was like, this is such a unique... Energy to the Vanderpump Rules universe. I've never seen someone on camera who has acted like this. It was like she was so. first of all she's in the worst position in the world worst between, job
1: in history worst job
3: in history between ariana and tom but also i just i thought her like the way she acted and how like sort of sweet she was and how like she has like
1: she's like timid and, and doesn't want to impose upon anyone and
3: apologizing for everything like having to bounce back between ariana and tom and like i just thought like i've never seen anything like that like i thought that her energy was just so fun yeah and fresh in the vanderpump rules universe um it was really sweet so <laughs> (laughs) he's basically you know he's telling her all of this stuff like that he went on um, special forces he wanted penance through pain
1: yeah yeah and then he's like so, Anne, um, tomorrow's my birthday. And she's like, I know, happy birthday. And he's like, I wanted to have some people over, have a little party. Uh, can you, you know, check with Ariana? Obviously, she's invited if she wants to come. Uh, I can get her a nice hotel if she doesn't want to come. And she's like, yeah, that would be nice. Um, And you're like, so obviously this gets into more detail and there's back and forth or whatever. I'll just start by saying, you know, You know, some people are saying that's his right, which technically is true. Right. I say, maybe this is the time you don't have a party at your house while everything is completely in flux and you guys are living separate lives. Uh, Maybe do your party somewhere else.
2: Yeah,
3: I think so. I didn't (laughs) even... This is one scene where I didn't analyze it in terms of like production and like what they need, you know? like because I I didn't want to get into that world where it's like he has to have a birthday because this is, or a party at his house because this is just like great drama or whatever. Um, So I just thought, I mean, you're right. Like Ariana has a clear win here by just saying like, just go somewhere else. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. It's like she technically can't tell him no because he co-owns it. But it's like, if you're say fighting with your husband or your boyfriend or your roommate, you're in a bad spot, like then you would say, I can't host right now because there's some weird shit going on.
3: Yeah, it's true. Um, And yeah, it kind of makes me think about sort of what like Lala and Ariana were talking about, where it's like he enjoys asserting dominance and like annoying you right now because he like gets attention from this, which could be another reason why he's doing stuff like this. Right. And in addition to being a great thing to have on Vanderpump Rules, I mean, this like in terms of Tom Sandoval's birthdays this was for a sure. wild one
1: yeah for sure um we get to see kitty the cat again yes um and as we've discussed there's again we see all three cats in this episode and i think whoever's editing this season loves cats because i we've never seen this many right appearances kitty
3: mr banks and then the um unnamed Sheen- sheena tabby that one didn't get a lower third i don't know why
1: Yeah, i don't know either because but- salem used to get a lower third
3: Oh, that- but I don't know
1: where he has gone. He's probably passed. Um, but then they show that Sandoval has invested in a white noise machine. That for some reason he blasts in the hallway so that people can't overhear his conversations. I guess he
3: said that people were like sneaking outside of his door, like Ariana's guests were sneaking and and reporting on things that he would say to his friends. Like when he'd have like Jason <laughs> and Kyle Chan over, like yeah. he, there'd be like text chains about the things that Sandoval was saying. So he blasts this white noise <laughs> machine in the in the in the upstairs area.
1: Yes, um, and then so then Anne asks Ariana. It, about the potential party. And she's like, absolutely not. Um.
3: I find that very disrespectful, yeah. first of all.
1: She said, if there are people here making noise, I'll call the cops. Thank you. And Anne's like, okay um, I'm so sorry. sorry okay that sounds really good okay <laughs> enjoy walking Maya
3: um I so I had to I have to ask and you know this is this is controversial or whatever but like given Anne's demeanor and how hard this is for Anne like we just know like e- you're even though she's Sandoval's assistant I mean she's doing a lot of work for both both of them right I mean she's sort of like she is helping Ariana in a way that they have this mediator yeah did you think Ariana I know it was all aimed at Sandoval but do you think that she was slightly a little rude to Anne for being the mediator yeah I was just like Anne's energy was so sweet and it's a
1: classic don't kill the messenger exactly yeah she was like at one point she was like I'll be doing what I already do and doing... She basically says, I'll do whatever the hell I want in my own house. And I'm I'm like, why do you have to say it like that to her?
3: Yeah, she she said, I'm going to continue to exist like I always do within my house. And uh, the way she said it, even though the recipient is Tom Sandoval, you're saying it to Anne, yeah. who's just sitting there going like, oh my God, this is horrible. And yeah. uh, Anne's texts are so <laughs> caveated with apologies. <laughs> and I'm so, you know, like, it's I'm like, so sorry.
1: hey, sorry to bother you, but I have to ask if this would be okay. Let me know. If I know not, it's horrible. I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> I know it's horrible. <laughs> and I don't even want to bother you right now. That's how I text, to be honest. Yeah. How Anne's text. Um, Tiptoeing. So I, just, so I just thought that, I just thought that Ariana, I know that, that you have that righteous fury. It's not fury, but you have righteous indignation. Well, sure, but it's like,
1: how are you... Guys supposed to exist without a person like that,
3: Uh, right? And I said I was thinking like I know Anne is the proxy for Tom Sandoval, but like I said, she's doing something for you too by not making you have to deal with these things, you know, with Tom directly. So I just didn't think even a little of that spirit that should have gone to Tom should have gone to Anne because Anne, for me, watching Anne's behavior and like how she acted and how like horrible of a situation this was that was like the worst recipient for that kind of attitude if it was like billy lee or <laughs> right. kyle chan like, like
1: yeah like one of his allies
3: jason if, if he said jason's my assistant now and jason yeah. was like you know i am tom sandoval's ally so like here, here's what tom sandoval wants Deal with it, but Anne is like so um equivocal, or like like fully trying to do the best she can for Ariana as well. Because I'm sure on a on a deeper personal level, she fully understands what Ariana is sure. going through. So I just, I just yeah, it, she could
1: have added in like a, I'm sorry, like thank you for like mediating. This is not towards you but tell him to fuck off
3: yes exactly like (laughs) i am i'm uh, specifically i am not killing the messenger but it just makes me so mad and maybe they cut scenes like that you know maybe ariana is good but from what we got to see as viewers i was like ariana keep keep this fury not fury but whatever righteous anger in check because Anne is trying her best
1: i think it was also maybe for the camera not that she was performing for the cameras but she wanted to show that she's like not letting anything slide she's
3: like this is what i how i would react to tom sandoval if he was is telling me yeah. this. Like, I don't want you to forget how I'm acting towards Tom Sandoval, even yeah. though it's to Anne, one of the sweetest people I've ever seen on television. They should
1: have her be bartender.
3: I know. I, I, I really, I was like, <laughs> I kept getting more and more sold on Anne, not just from this scene, but every other scene in the future.
1: I hope she was making a good wage I, I during that ass- time.
3: I have to assume she was. And she just started a podcast. She did. It's called We Signed an NDA. Ooh. And she's talking about, I think, being an assistant. I guess whatever wow. she can say apart from the Indian. every
1: time you open your mouth you're telling me who now has a podcast yeah, i
3: just told you when we were pissing um in the toilet together <laughs> i said um i said billy lee just started a podcast right now she just published it it's called billy billy and the kid and it's billy and she has a kid co-host named little timmy and her <laughs> and little timmy talk about um scandoval and billy's place in sandoval's home so it's called Billy and the Kid. Not to plugs. That's a free plug, but that just came out. Speaking of everyone having a podcast. And then Kyle Chan Including has a yes. podcast. Uh we know Jason has a podcast. He's on the Sand of All one. Right. Anyway.
1: Okay. Um, okay, so then we go to Villa Rosa. We do. And, yeah, really quick. Just really <laughs> quick. Um, my favorite was that Le- so they're getting Lisa's getting ready to go to the goodbye pump yes uh, event and her hairstylist is like how are we gonna do your hair today should we put it up and she goes no we can't put my hair up this is not a party not a celebration and i love knowing that in her mind if you put your hair up it's special celebratory occasions only yes I, yeah. it would be inappropriate. I, I, I to love put that your too. hair up.
3: i I did not realize that that yeah. was how she like what she took into the equation when she's factoring in different hairstyles. yeah, I guess
1: in retrospect, she rarely has her hair up.
3: No, right, right. I, I I was trying to think of She had her hair up maybe at Katie and uh, Schwartz's wedding when mm-hmm. she did her beer bong. I think I remember her hair being up okay. before she barfed.
1: And maybe for Pandora's wedding. I remember she wore a tiara, but I don't remember if her hair was so up So it's or down.
3: rare and it has to be a good occasion. So we did learn that. I really, I really like that. Yeah. And this is, I feel like this is one of Lisa's rare L's in the Vanderpump Rules universe. Mm-hmm. Like she wants to properly let the audience know that this is sad and that this is not at all, can't be construed as like a win or yeah. like any, there's nothing better to make of this. It's just a bummer that yeah. pump is closing. Yeah.
1: She said that Ken's looking to retire and basically if the rent was going way up and they would have to sign for another 10 years. And she said, you know, Ken will be in his eighties. I'll be in my forties,
3: sweet, which I, like that. I
1: loved. Um, but I'm like, Ken's not already in his eighties.
3: I thought the same thing, but I didn't want to be rude. I think he's probably 77 the last time we okay. checked. yeah. And um, he was like, he's like, uh, she's like, I don't want Ken crawling around the tunnels under pump at 80.
1: Yeah, on his hands and knees crawling around. Um, they show it later, but they they show a pump montage, which of course includes the olive trees, but they didn't show the the digging of the tread tunnel no
3: but you could see where that tree was going to be planted that there was already sort of a, a, a way deeper hole than the tree needed yeah. under um i can't believe that i forgot that she fully planted those for her environment yeah and that that like that is a huge loss those beautiful olive trees
1: That's all i think about ever um then we get a check-in with james and Allie. they're talking about getting a dog Yes. Which is interesting.
3: Now I've never seen Vanderpump Rules look like this. The way the James and Alley walk was yeah. shot. It was so bright. And like harsh, beautiful light. And in that neighborhood in Burbank, wherever the hell they were walking in the middle of the street that James said is the most peaceful walk you could ever have in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. I've I've never seen it look like that. I think because they never film in that area. Mm -hmm. It just felt like, to me, that scene felt like out of place. Like almost a different show. I feel
1: like there were some multiple moments in this episode where the style seemed a little new.
3: Yeah, this, this was new to me. Like the filter that was on it. And I had to ask you about this because they... They talk about Graham Cracker. Yes. And they talk about James wanting a dog. And Allie says, you know, let's think about this. That's a huge decision. You know, she's like, she wants to be cautious or whatever. Some people were saying, conspiracy hat, tinfoil head. People were saying, is there any chance that this was filmed after after to allow for a very powerful storyline to have James and Allie specifically talking about Graham. And then they show Lisa asking James about yeah, she's Graham. she's like,
1: where's the dog?
3: <laughs> yeah, she goes, where the hell is that dog that you used to have? And I'm just saying, like, if it's if it was true, if it this was real and it was filmed in real time and like they were really talking about a dog and Lisa legitimately asked about Graham and that just happened to be the perfect thing, that's amazing. That yeah. is like, wow, what are the odds? But with Lisa involved asking about Graham you know I always am a little suspicious of what Lisa does to the timelines a little right bit. because so,
1: what are the odds that they would be filming because I don't think I until there was all that weird news about the dog if someone goes to rehab I'm not like where's the dog right I'm kind of like her family probably has the dog
3: yeah everyone would have assumed I think um so I, I just I didn't I wanted to 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 like, allow for that, like, conspiracy read of it, but I just choose in an instance like this to believe that it was just uh, perfectly timed for some reason, you know?
1: We'll give benefit of the doubt. Benefit
3: of the doubt, for sure, but, um, but really this, apart from saying I miss Graham and showing pictures of Graham, like, which is so perfect, um, he goes, I, it's, you know, it breaks my heart to imagine Graham in a cactus-infected land like Arizona, (laughs) And then, yeah. um, and then Jane, all the other part point of the scene is just to say that they're not going to be at pump. So this was yeah. really a very dog focused, gram focused scene. Apart from saying they won't be at pump, so that is is like, oh, they got out the cameras and they filmed this walk just to talk about you guys wanting a dog. Right. That almost makes it a little Sus, unbelievable
1: for sure. Um, then we go back over to Tom's. He invites one of his who's who friends jason over which you said he's on his podcast now
3: yeah so jason is uh tom sandoval's like best friend post scandal he's the manager of his band okay. co-host of his podcast and i would say the most ride or die yeah. in addition to kyle chan and billy lee like of that yeah. trio jason is his number one boy
1: <laughs> it's a real motley crew but at least i will say he has to have at least those people otherwise things could have gone terribly wrong We have to at least let him have his little ragtag gang as little as I like to watch them. Um, How did you think Jason came off? (laughs) I mean, he's just kind of a yes man. I thought
3: that, you know, he came off, you know, okay for his first appearance. I mean, I sort of have, um, what's that called? I already know of him, you know, based off listening to the podcast and everything. But I did think that he was there for Tom Sandoval to not say his true feelings, to look bad, to have Jason voice, right. you, you know, the, the right. takes that he has. Yes, Cause he exactly. tells Jason, he says, um, you know, man, just so you know, <laughs> Ariana said no to the birthday party. I don't yeah. know. He didn't. He didn't even say like I think that's bad or no. like she's being horrible. And, and she, he let Jason's Jason. Jason's like,
1: is she even allowed to tell you no? Like,
3: we should do it anyway. Oh, that's so weird. He's like, he's like, you deserve a party. It's just your friends gathering. Um, you know, he's for like, your birthday. she's
1: having people over all the time. Yeah.
3: So I feel like he is there specifically to be a surrogate to say the devil's advocate slash viewpoint that Tom Sandoval actually has, but Tom Sandoval is thinking about the audience at this point. Right. So he's like, you say
1: it. it's not a bad idea.
3: No, I, I'm um, right. It's
1: not. Also, Jason uh, only wanted to drink water but then Sandoval offered crushed ice for the water and I was like honestly I love that.
3: Yeah. And Jason said, um, how did you know, you know, <laughs> that I would want crushed ice in addition to water? That, that was perfect. It's a
1: sign of a homeowner being a bartender because he prioritized getting that ice machine put in, yeah. which is like my ultimate dream.
3: I know. We ta- remember in the summer when we were so hot and we were talking <laughs> like we had the ice minute every week. Yes. That was so fun. I but know. I just
1: don't want one of those um, countertop ones because they're so hard to clean. So one day maybe I can have a real professional one, which is also a big ongoing bit mm-hmm. in Andy cohen's daddy diaries book <laughs> i remember because it was um, so loud
3: one of his neighbors says that ice machine is the loudest thing i've ever heard in my life so he has to get it replaced right and put yeah. it in his like lower area <laughs> um well jason goes you know he, he, jason is saying you just should have people over it's your birthday it's not a big deal like what the hell is going on you know saying what tom really wants to hear and then Anne says he inter- has to interrupt she goes i'm so sorry um but you know ariana said if you have a party, she's going to call the cops on you. <laughs> and Jason gets stunned and He's says, dropped, nuts, right? Yeah. And then our, Tom says, well, at first he says, regardless of how Ariana thinks I'm a criminal, I don't think that the cops are, would specifically legally <clears throat> I care. I was playing
1: that in my mind. And I'm like, that's, I guess, responding to a domestic dispute, which maybe they would kick everyone out just so that the problem wouldn't uh, persist.
3: Yeah, no, yeah, I, I think that his, he's like, I think he's trying to say, because he keeps saying how Ariana is labeling him like a psycho right and like a criminal and devious. And yeah. like, you know, they use those terms. Like Lala right, right, La right. used those terms. They, they were like, he is a sub, yeah. subhuman. So he's saying, I think he's trying to push that back and just say like, I know Ariana deems me a criminal right. for cheating on her, but the the in the law of the land, they're sure. not gonna give a shit, but they would. But
1: like, yeah, yes. I, I was just playing it out of my right. mind. I'm like, what would happen if the cops came to the door? I feel like they would just be like, trying to de-escalate it and be like, this is a waste of our time. Can you guys like just scrap this event so that we don't get called again? Yeah,
3: it (laughs) it would be like, I mean, it's like a mini Kim and Croy. I mean, they're going to domestic disputes uh, about shit that they're going through and they try to like work through it with them.
1: Yeah, Uh, that's like, I mean, I doubt she even actually, maybe she would actually do it, but at that point, I would say that would be a a waste of public resources. Yeah, um, (laughs) and...
3: Yeah, and I, I I barely want to bring this up, but like we've come a long way from like the eighth season where Katie and oh Ariana God. specifically talked about how horrific it is for some people to have the cops called on them. Yeah. And it was like a huge storyline that I actually thought was like one of the best things that Katie and Ariana like fought for.
1: That's one of the uh, things that keeps. I saw one of our uh, videos that has a lot of comments on it. People are not letting us forget Schwartz's behavior. During that prank, like I think oh, that's one oh, of no, his that, like we, biggest red flags for people.
3: Oh, oh, of course. I think I, I, I yeah, I, I, that is the worst that I've ever seen Schwartz in my life. Yeah, the way he drunkenly berates Katie and says that how he doesn't have sex with her because he's disgusted <laughs> by her because of the opinions she has that she doesn't like a prank where Tom Sandoval like is so scared that he's getting arrested. It was like that. It was horrible. Um, yeah. but and anyway. it was
1: literally at like the peak. We won't get into it, but no, it no, was during peak no. reassessing the public's relationship with the police <laughs> so it was like horrendous timing it, it, totally
3: and even without that layer which I'm so glad that Katie and Ariana addressed that and added to it it's just a horrible prank to put on anybody yeah to scare them to think that they're going to possibly go to jail for the night it's right. that's we talk about prank humor all the time it's one yeah. of the worst things you can ever do to people that was like the end of prank culture for me ever yeah. but anyway I'm not saying that she was doing that and uh, Ariana and the after show did say that she was being hyperbolic yeah, yeah, so yeah. she would have never done it yeah i think it was just a very easy thing snippy snappy thing to say in response to tom having people at the house she
1: did clarify in her confessional that she's thinking i guess historically when tom would throw a party like that it would go till six in the morning it would be loud as hell crazy just huge and whatever which i'm sure she participated with it seemed like maybe at a certain point she was like all right that's enough for me and she just tolerated it yeah um but he was saying as an option let's do a small group over by midnight. Yep, that was his offer.
3: And then Anne texts Ariana. She goes, "So sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry to bother you, but I am so so sorry." But Tom wants to have twelve people over, and they will get out at the stroke of midnight. I'm so so sorry about this, <laughs> right? And then, and then uh, she ends up texting too fast because Tom wants to make a, a, a quick He wanted adjustment. to say, I'm,
1: "I am having a party. It'll be over by midnight." Not asking. And she was like, "I already sent it. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. What the hell can I do? I'm She's so like, sorry." She's like, "I have quick thumbs." Yeah, exactly. Um, also, did you happen to notice and watch the Madame Webb ad with the Toms? I
3: didn't watch it. I I use the breaks when watching Vanderpump Rules very strategically to do certified turtle piss breaks yeah. or to feed, you know, George or Archie or whatever. So I missed it and <laughs> I didn't go back to it. It's kind of
1: amazing. It. It's good. It's it's wild. Okay. So wow. it starts, it happened very quickly because, you know, they play those immediately, like before you even like realize it's an ad or whatever. And it's like the toms reenacting it says it basically is if i had madame webb's powers i would change so many things and then they reenact famous fuck-ups from the show including ring on a string joint bachelor bachelorette party like the battered wife scene wow and like they play the old clip and then it shows them doing like an improved version where they're like it shows him, he opens the door where he's usually sitting on the toilet, but Schwartz in the new version is wearing like a suit and a sash and uh, he hands him a glass of wine and they cheers and they're like, this is so much better. Wow. So (laughs) what are Madame Webb's powers? She can see the future. Really? Yeah.
3: Wow. Sort of like um, (laughs) Cedric in reality of a scandal, right? Exactly.
1: Wow. Um, And then there's a, the voiceover at the end that's like madame like madame web coming soon or whatever madame web right madame
3: you yeah, know you're right yeah no no yeah. i'm just saying madam I've, I've never I've never, madame heard, i've never heard of that madame i've never heard of that that character the yeah super, me neither
1: superhero. um but sandoval does the vo that's like madame webb coming soon or whatever does he say
3: he, does he say he would do scandal all over again
1: <laughs> they go anything you would do differently and he goes oh boy so really? that's like the end yeah
3: And oh boy at the end <laughs> i like have that. to watch
2: this yeah
1: it's pretty i mean he needs the cash i'm sure so Happy for them that they got that little cash out. I don't know if the internet was outraged about it. Jimmy was like, people are going to boycott Madame Webb now because they hate Tom. <laughs> yeah, I
3: didn't tell you, but I'm I'm boycotting it. I'm not going to see. I already had tickets to see it first night. I in thought theaters. Sydney
1: Sweeney was your favorite actress of is all time. She, is she in She's it? like, um, yes, it's Dakota Johnson and Sydney Sweeney.
3: Dakota Johnson and Sydney Sweeney. Never mind. I'm sorry, guys. I can't boycott it. I'm going to be there first night did you ever think it's interesting that dakota johnson and dakota fanning have the same first name it's wild so then <laughs> next oh i do want to watch i'm gonna no, watch that oh, so they go to what a peach uh lala and ariana smoothie date yeah and i think this was the same afternoon where ariana had to get out of her house to permit jason to come in because yeah, she's wearing was... the same thing yep and uh, i thought this scene was actually pretty good like in terms of the weight of what they're talking about, even though it's kind of a low-key scene, I sort of have to give Lala credit. I was surprised. I was surprised too for voicing the unheard voice that's not coming from the sewer of Tom Sandoval's mouth, for voicing an alternative to Ariana's perception of things that is not like, that's something that Sheena and Katie can't do. Yeah. And and not be considered ride or die. I'm
1: surprised, like, yeah, Ariana... Every time Lala has, you know, in the first episode when she says she called Rachel or messaged her or whatever, and then here when she's starting to say, you know, maybe just let Tom do some shit so that there's not drama or whatever, Ariana actually lets her say that without getting pissed. Which I also am surprised by.
3: Yes, totally. Yeah, I mean, it seems like Ariana is in her confessionals talking about, you know, this is not right what Lala is doing, but to Lala, she's being very respectful of her their relationship, yeah, and, and treating her well. So uh, Ariana basically, Lala says, "How's the living situation?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then uh, Ariana brings up what's going on now, the birthday party, you yeah. know, that that he wants to invite people, and uh, and she says. Um, he offered to give me a hotel and Arnia Anna said her response, which is that it's my house. Yeah. I will be at my house. And then Lala says, but he's allowed to, you know, have a birthday party
1: in his own house, in his house. Right. right. And she's like, and I'm allowed to call cops for a noise complaint. And she goes, why would you do that? <laughs>
3: And I don't know why. I mean, like, I know, obviously, like, I just, for some reason, it struck me very powerfully, Lala's reaction to that, because, because...
1: It makes it, like, embarrassing. It's like, like, it's basically, like, why are you being drama?
3: Yeah, it's like, I know what Sheena and Katie's response would be so far when Ariana gives her take they'd and her opinion. would be like, opinions,
1: obviously, yeah, fuck him. Yeah, yes hold your ground whatever which is fine like that's also the friends that you need i
3: want that yeah i want that too i'm fine i I love seeing how people are loyal to her but i did think that lala's devil's advocate was much better utilized instead of like the call with rachel which i thought was very forced yeah just questioning ariana's decision making at certain points yeah it is interesting to get to ask to probe into it and try to get to what is underneath. And I feel like
1: by the end, she kind of convinced her that it wasn't worth it. Like she goes after they say all that, she goes, wouldn't it be easier to move out? And Ariana's like, yeah, once the house is sold. And she's like, so you're saying you don't want to let him buy you out because you don't want to make his life easy. And she's like, yes. She's like, he broke the home. He doesn't get just like, an easy way out or whatever which i get and i also understand that this is may or june or whatever yes. so i understand that they haven't worked that out or whatever but this the torture of this back and forth to me is not even worth like a hundred thousand dollars
3: and you said that <laughs> early you said that, and i think lala thinks that too because she was saying in the after show just like
1: save yourself
3: she said like your home is your like safe space and like you're like where your energy is restored She was like, why ever would you want to come back to the place with his, you know, horrible energy at the one place where you can like be yourself and do what you want to do? And like, so all I'm saying is that I'm giving Lala credit for asking questions that I think Ariana, I know she's very black and white in this moment, but I think it's good to hear someone question her uh, rigidity. Is that what? Yeah, you know, like her, her. Yeah,
1: you know what I mean. It, it, it was, it and was. Lala valuable. had to like pack up her shit and leave what was her home yes. because Randall sucked, and then, but, and, and then, she didn't get anything out of that,
3: right? But then they kept they like on the after show they were like, Lala did that, but like she didn't own the home. No. She was az- e- way easier for her to leave. But I still think her opinion on this is is valuable, and yeah. I'm glad she had the bravery to not just be fully like. I think whatever you're saying
1: is great. Yeah. That's part of the benefit of them not being that close is that she doesn't have to be afraid the way that like Katie and Sheena, I'm like, I think they're a little afraid of her. Um, And they talk about her new Lala asks about Dan, the new boyfriend. And uh, she's like, what does he think about you still living with him? And Ariana's like, he said, he's looking forward to when I have my own space because we spend a ton of money when he comes to town, basically like renting, A place or getting a hotel or whatever um and lala's like has this new guy opened her mind to the idea of having a family and ariana's like she said that for the first time ever she can imagine a different kind of life and she said that tom being her partner affected her outlook on having kids more than she thought um which i don't doubt but she definitely came into that relationship with pre she was the one that held that opinion already yes but i understand you might not even realize if you're with someone that you don't want to procreate with you can just say i don't want to procreate yeah and because their lifestyle for so long was not like he still wants to have a party like he's not drinking but he still needs to have a birthday party Despite all of this drama. Yeah. So I can understand why you'd be like, I'm having a fucking kid with like someone that's well under their forties and can't not throw himself a birthday party.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree with that and like I do I do take that to be most mostly what is probably true, you know, for Ariana in this instance. I did think it's a you know, pretty early <laughs> in their relationship. I mean, they've been dating for three months at this point, for yeah. our for Lala to ask that question. I know yeah. she wants to utilize this time with ariana to ask some big questions but i did think a part of me was like like you like you said i thought ariana always had this stance against marriage and not having children and i thought maybe a little bit of this would be like that would really hurt sandoval to hear yeah that he had been the detriment and the reason why ariana would never have kids with him which is something they like they it was like probably the wedge that was going to break them up before yeah. he even wanted to start cheating and maybe a factor in like why they started to grow apart ultimately. Mm-hmm. So I, I took this as a little bit partially like a dig. A dig. Yeah, like, for sure. You, do you, you think so too? And I know, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to Ariana's Feelings, because I do feel exactly what you said. Having Tom as a partner and him being like, "Let's do mushrooms and and jet ski," yeah. And and like, I'll let Jason watch our kid. Like, (laughs) obviously, that would make you worried about uh, bringing a child into the world. But I also just thought for to talk about Daniel, like, like I always say this about how, like, when somebody gets a new boyfriend, they do this all the time, where it's like, "This is the best person in the world. I love them more than life itself." And it really shows just how pure shit my ex was. You know, people just don't. Properly yeah. calibrate this new relationship. And it's I thought like that.
1: Tom in the early days with Ariana totally. versus Kristen. It's, it's
3: exactly that. And I just thought a little bit of it was like, oh, Tom Sandoval is going to be so hurt. Right. Not that it matters. Like, I know she wants to hurt him and she yeah. can hurt him. He hurt her so bad. So I thought this is like they're using Daniel to just get at this um, new reality that Ariana wants to say, which is that Tom was not the right partner to ever bring kids in the world. And that's how right. she felt. And then and that's, that's more for Tom.
1: The lifestyle that they. Both sort of agreed on that they didn't have to change because they didn't have kids and didn't plan on having kids. So they didn't have to wind down yeah. towards any new way of being. Um, and Lala also adds that um, when she hears that Dan, Daniel, Dan yeah. is uh, 40, never been married, no kids, she said her nips got hard.
3: Totally. And uh, yeah, I mean, they got, her nipples got really hard, I guess, at the end of the scene at What a Peach. I want to say this Lala scene, like, I was so down on Lala when she did that sort of contrived garbage with the Rachel call. But this Lala, that's just not sort of towing the Ariana line and yeah. not being, like, not questioning anything like how Sheena and Katie are doing, which I respect that. Just like we said, I like this Lala. And this scene to me, because I, you know, uh, this is the kind of... Uh, conflict and dynamic that I like from season 11. Like I I like seeing how Lala and Ariana's dynamic is going to change based off how Lala views Skandoval and Sandoval now versus how Ariana views it. Like this was a very nuanced scene and it accomplished exactly what Lala wanted to accomplish last episode, but it was more um, within reason.
1: Right. I have no idea what I said last week. I don't remember, but I don't... um judge her as harshly as you for that message to Rachel just because I see it as the POV like the you know the cynical way to look at it is that she wants a storyline and you know she wants to involve herself in that uh, story and the dynamic the other way of looking at it to me is that she maybe um regrets uh how she came off um, in the reunion and and whatever, and so I think she kind of wants to absolve herself publicly, even though I'm sure that the public response is not great. I think she kind of wants to cleanse herself of the nastiness, yeah. a little bit,
3: yeah. And and I, I was I was down on her just for it being like it seemed so out of character, but like the scene where she talks about her relationship with Ariana and how she doesn't feel close, and then this scene, I'm like I I'm I'm enjoying. You know, Lala. I I, yeah. I don't I don't want to be too down on her, and also I don't doubt the fact that a producer just said you absolutely have to leave a voicemail for Rachel <laughs> because we want to lure her back into this show. Sure. And so she was just following like a producer-driven storyline.
1: Right. Um. Then we quickly go to pump for that party. Uh, Sheena and Lala are dressed like I don't know, like Romeo Michelle, like Vegas hookers for lack of a better word. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it's like um, a 1 p.m. event or something. Yeah. I don't know what time it is, but they're wearing hot pink and bright purple. There's feathers, there's sequins. And I'm like, where are you going?
3: Yeah, this this scene to me overall, like I was so glad that we got a goodbye to Pump, but this scene to me left the most like, or... Er, was my the least essential yeah. scene for me? Yeah, just because like it ultimately like that wasn't a very good goodbye. No. to pump. Like they didn't really give pump its due. Besides the little speech mm-hmm. and nothing they really talked about really warranted this scene. And also it was filmed and sounded like absolute
1: shit. I know. I feel like they just can't record at the restaurants anymore. That, it's too much. That's what we
3: were saying last week. Yeah, I know. Tom, Tom. Yeah, like it's just. You cannot go to the most popular place for Vanderpump Rules fans and film Vanderpump Rules with an open audience.
1: Unless you close it for a private event.
3: She she should have done a private event. This would have been, this would have hit so much harder if she closed Pump and had a night scene where they all come to pay their respects to Pump and then even maybe Sandoval has to come and show up. I, I just, this did not this was not a good tribute to pump. No, ultimately. She, she
1: wanted to make that cash, but maybe they could have filmed before or after the public they, part. They
3: could have had the unofficial and then had a, a show right. send off to pump. But I mean, the audio was almost unusable. Yeah. Like Lisa, like you can tell what they're doing with the audio, which is that they're, they're remove They're isolating just their track and removing all the hustle and bustle of yeah. the screaming or whatever. Yeah. But then it clips at a certain level to where like, they sound like garbled, like a right. garbled mess.
1: Yeah, they're in GarageBand, like us, trying to fix the right. crappy audio. <laughs> right. um, yeah, there's like a brief moment with Schwartz talking to Lisa about how Sandoval's an absentee partner and that he's checked out, and Lisa isn't afraid of the public, I guess, because she is already like, I don't think she should. He should uh, put all the blame on Sandoval. He didn't think, hey, if I'm shagging my uh, girlfriend's best friend, that my business will shutter, and I'm like. You don't have to go to bat for him every time.
3: No, she she is uh, no. You're right. This also, was a- if one
1: of her partners did something like that, I mean, he is one of her partners, but um, such a small amount. But if like Guillermo did something that fucked up Sir that badly, I think she'd be pissed.
3: What could Guillermo have done that would cause Lisa to cast him aside and ruin the Sir legacy? I can't even imagine. It'd have to be pretty bad. But um, yeah, I agree. And Lisa's—I mean, this has been Lisa's take since the reunion. She was obviously she was the one who was trying to lessen the impact of Lala, saying you're a dangerous person. Yeah. She has always been like, hey, everyone, this is in the, this is in the realm of what we've all dealt with on Vanderpump Rules. Sure. So it's time to forgive him. Well, she's so also he, just
1: so much older, like. I feel like generally, when you're say 50 plus, you kind of are like, you've seen it all. Yeah. You know, like you're like, I've been through shit, I've seen it all i'm like weathered you're like this is not a fucking big deal like i know 40 people that have broken up because of cheating like please calm down
3: yeah i mean i don't even think we would want to hear ken's take on this because i feel like he would be like get over it right now i don't want to hear one more word bad about He'd tom be sandoval like, i
1: can't believe
3: can't believe they're still talking about Scandal. every
1: time you t- try to engage him it's like a woody toy story string, and he's uh, like i can't believe yeah and then
3: he just says some random new thing that he can't believe there's
1: five phrases. I can't believe <laughs> there's a believe- snake in my boot. <laughs> I
3: can't believe Apple came out with the new Vision Pro head goggles. <laughs> you know what I mean. You can get them to say anything you want. Oh,
1: I would love a Villa Rosa um, VR. Oh, what do you
3: mean? So we could tap in and and peek around their thing? You
1: can just walk around the yard and then hopefully not fall off the side.
3: Have you seen some of that shit in the Villa, or sorry, not the Villa Rosa uh, <laughs> VR, but in the uh, Vision Pro goggle glasses and no. what it looks like? <laughs> it's kind of wild. I'll tell you about it later. But can we
1: go on tour and um, do one of our shows at the Sphere? And the Sphere is just Villa Rosa and you feel like everywhere you look is 360 <laughs> Villa Rosa?
2: Yes.
3: Yes. First <laughs> Do you of think all, they would let us? Yeah. First, first of all, no, this is easy. I, I've got this. First of all, you and I pose as gardeners or when we're going to the shed, we say we got to take care of some bugs here. Can Lisa, can we troll around? We map it. It's easy. With a GoPro. 4K, 4K <laughs> GoPro plus a drone. We say we have to find out all of the hidey holes of all the bugs on your property. So then we get 4K footage of all of the Villa Rosa, every nook and cranny of yeah. that thing. Then that's what we plug into the sphere, which I think you just take a USB and pop yeah. it into the sphere or whatever. Yeah. You can, you just can even to-
1: put a YouTube URL in and it'll upload.
3: Yeah. That- oh, oh! we could easily do 4K YouTube or whatever. You just have to make sure that whatever you're projecting on the sphere doesn't go on the outside. It would only go on the inside because we don't want all of Vegas to see that we're projecting the Villa Rosa interior and right. yard. You know yeah, what I mean? I
1: think you two would let us take a couple dates. Um,
3: what would that be? The first Turtle Time uh, live show at the sphere? <laughs> How featuring... many seats is that?
2: <laughs> uh, I think uh, We could fill it. We could... <laughs>
3: If we if we really said that we have all of the footage from Villa Rosa, we're going to do a detailed tour I mean, of it. It's
1: an international airport right there in Vegas. We can get everyone all around the world to fly in.
3: That sounds good. So if you're down for a sort of a sphere occasion where we sort of do a tour around Villa Rosa using the 4K footage that Amy and I got from uh, being fake gardeners around the property... Let us know, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we will pump. Also, I just want to say, like, because I, because I, I, we're sa- I'm tooting the the horn of Vanderpump Rules. I'm saying how good everything was. This scene, though, because they 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 want Lisa had to have this final scene. There's a lot of awkwardness about the cast and where they're sitting and stuff. Yeah. Like, this is only because I'm a I'm very tapped in, oh, yeah. but like.
1: Katie's like should we um move our restless legs and go stand somewhere else? Should
3: we she really l- literally I think said let's what do you say when you have to move your legs? Can we can yeah. we what do you say when you move your legs? Can we can we get on our feet? Yeah, she said something, something like that. I was like, and, and then and Ariana goes, and go somewhere quieter. And at first I thought it was because she didn't want to sit down with Schwartz. Yeah. But they probably couldn't hear anything. And yeah. also when they go to their new table, they don't do anything at the table. No. All Sheena does is dance. And she goes, I wonder what they're talking about over there. Right. I just think that this whole thing was sloppy. Yeah. And, um... They should have like, I don't know. I know they had to say goodbye, but they should have scrapped it or refilmed Pump in a different way. Yeah. This was a, a sloppy scene and not a good tribute to the end of Pump.
1: Yeah. Um, did you get excited? Uh, so they started playing sort of like, did they just immediately start playing Good as Gold or it has a different intro? So you start to recognize yes. it and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, this is Good as Gold.
3: That was my reaction. They they showed Echo Park Lake. They showed all of their, like, B-roll or whatever. But then I was like, I know this typically <laughs> shitty song that they would be segueing in. You know what I mean? But yeah. not good as... But I'm like, wait, they finally used a good song. Yeah. And then I'm like, we know. This is what we know and love. Good as gold. And then I think they, it's the Screamo version, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So then they... They go into the studio. They give us a little emo night explainer.
3: Yes. Now, this, this, the episode was a rippin'. I was already so happy with What a Peach. I was happy with Anne coming into play here, the Jason scene, everything. But then I'm like, God damn, we're going into the studio with Gina again, and we're getting the full emo night introduction, which, yeah. you know, I don't know how many little turtle cuties remember, but like you and I got to go. Yeah. To be a you part. have
1: a history with emo night. Like you were an attendee well before this connection. So well, it was ex- an exciting collab for you specifically.
3: It was so exciting for me personally. Um, And I like, I am, you know, I would say I am friends with uh, TJ, the co-founder. I mean, I'm going to say it TJ. If you're, I don't know if you're listening, but I'm calling you a friend. They're very sweet to me. And uh, his, you know, his wife, Aaron or whatever. So I was like, Pump rules is now like i don't know it's like encompassing more like we already you know i don't know like we're kind of like we go to sir we go (laughs) to like we're like tapped into this universe universe but seeing this too like the crossover levels was wild and actually being there at this event so anyway yeah like sheena singing the good as gold screamo remix was just like one of the coolest things in the world
1: yeah she um says that because brock is like wow i've never been in the studio with you because she had taken a long break from music and i had completely erased from my memory her 2019 music video with is it brett brett uh from the flop season where it's like a very erotic music yes. video that everyone gave her so much shit for. And I had, I truly like that season to me is deleted from the Canon. No. Okay. Yes, exactly.
3: I mean, no, it's not deleted from my Canon. <laughs> I'm a season nine defender. And what I thought is that I did sort of forget that song. Um, but and the music video is wild. I mean, they yeah. have Brett, like, like <laughs> on top of Sheena fake, like humping her in yeah. his jeans. Like it was, it's, It's, It's,
1: I guess, supposed to be humorous.
3: What? Oh, was it? Oh, I I wasn't sure. Because the scenes they they take in isolation, I didn't know. It it was supposed to be humorous? It's so over
1: the top that I feel like it starts out as like, sort of starting as what would be a sexy, maybe R&B video. And then it gets so outrageous that it becomes humorous, I think.
3: Okay. Oh, then if that's the case, then they kind of didn't supply the proper context (laughs) because it made it just look really bad. But I was kind of sad that... I like I know people don't like that video and they didn't like Brett and they don't want to see him like hump Sheena in jeans or whatever. But I was kinda sad that the haters sort of won and ended Sheena's music career a little bit. Yeah. Like she's allowed to have a song that just doesn't pop as hard as um like good as gold. Yeah. Like she let the haters win.
1: It's true. You
3: know what I like? do like. You know what I mean? Like I, I kind of felt bad for her. Like yeah. when she was saying like the hate for that video. Like I kind of wished that we would have been commentating or talking about stuff like that because I would have never let her feel that bad for having that <laughs> sexual video with Brett. Right. I would have been like, "This song's okay." Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, she was like, "You know, you're not that great of a singer. Let's just quit while we're ahead." Like, and I'm like, "Well, you know."
3: I, but now she's coming back and like, I like her songs like Christmas Slay or whatever was good. I like the good as gold screamo remix. I feel like there's been another song Uber Eats. The Uber Eats song is, is amazing. <laughs> I'm just saying that like, I don't, I just, I'm, I was sad to hear that the reaction from one more time was so negative that Sheena put down the mic yeah. and then emo night revitalized it. It's kind yeah. of like a success story a little bit for emo night it's that true. they reignited her passion for music.
1: It's true. Um, here she introduces something that I feel like we can just wait and talk about when they get into detail, but she reveals that she was diagnosed with uh, postpartum OCD and that she hasn't let anyone basically, but her mom babysit summer moon because she has, uh, you know, it like terrifies her and gives her so much anxiety. Um, but there's in a couple scenes, they go into it. So I feel like we can talk yeah, about yeah, it there. Totally.
3: But, she, but but yeah, but she like, she just with her postpartum OCD, like she really has trouble navigating, like who can take care of Summer. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. But um, I do want to just give credit to Sheena for laying down the screamo version of, of those lyrics <laughs> in one take where she does that, the, well, I forget the line and it's that like, she screams Have a
2: "Good time" or whatever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty awesome. They were all like, "What the hell?" Yeah, but, it was. Okay. Great. And Bronco's,
3: I love seeing my wife <laughs> like this. Like he yeah. was so proud of her. She's very comfortable. Sheena, Sheena killed it this episode too. Yeah, I mean this. Honestly, this was a good showcase for what all of them bring in a in a real, just like grounded way, without anyone taking it to extremes. Yeah, like James was great and utilized well. Schwartz did. A great, you know, for, for Schwartz. Like everyone shined in this episode. Yeah. Sheena especially. I mean, her scenes were actually the deepest I've ever felt about like the emotional stakes of what Sheena's going through in for a sure. while.
1: Yeah. Um, okay, then we see Tom and Tom meeting up at the Belmont.
3: Right, which is a, 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 a establishment that they go to often. Saucy and Bogo there. I think Greg is a co-owner of Belmont, and because they they went to Belmont so often, I think that might have been the, the bridge to having him start Schwartz and Sandys with them, potentially. That, I, I think that's accurate.
1: Right. Um, so yeah, Sandoval's still not drinking. He reveals oh yeah, we kind of skipped by at one point. Um, Sandoval said earlier when he was talking to his friend friend Jason, uh, he revealed in his confessional that he's still very much in love with Rachel, um, which we didn't mention, which I was kind of surprised by, which I guess is kind of a reminder of how early days this era still is.
3: Yeah. And then then Jason asked, he goes, how long has it been since you've talked to her? And I felt like Tom Sandoval took a minute before he said it's been a few weeks. Cause I feel like he was sort of wondering if he should lie or not, mm-hmm. you know, he, cause he did really pause, but obviously things are not going well if he hasn't talked to her right. you know, for two full weeks when he's seemingly in love.
1: Right. Um, and he says here that he got sober when Rachel went away to her facility or whatever, because she had to be sober there. And so he felt like in solidarity, he would not drink. Um, Schwartz greets him and he says I feel like you're you're like a mythological creature like a cryptid
3: yeah and um yeah so it's it's sort of a cold reception from Schwartz yeah. and I know it really probably hurts Schwartz to give someone a cold reception you know because yeah. he's such a like wants to
1: I'm kind of proud of him
3: me too
2: like
1: he was still nice he's still meeting up with him he still goes to the birthday but he gives him some tough love and at one point Sandoval's like, are you going to stay on my side or what? And Schwartz says, I'm going to do what's good for me. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, he's never said that in his life.
3: Ser- yeah, <laughs> never heard him say me before. Um, I wanted to ask you before we brush past it, what is a Krypton?
1: I think, I think, I couldn't tell if he said crypt It sounded like he said Krypton, but I think he meant cryptid, which is like...
3: What's a cryptid?
1: It means... um. A creature that is found in stories that some people believe exist or say they have seen, but has that never been has never been proven to exist. I.e., like a Bigfoot, oh. a Sasquatch, wow, um, something like that.
3: He really pulled from the brain archives for that. Like that He's, was a cryptid. Yeah, I thought. Oh, my take is so much worse. I thought like a, Kryp- Krypton, a Kryptonian <laughs> from Krypton um like superman's home planet
1: yeah but yours makes so much more sense cryptid (laughs) cryptid
3: well i never Um, heard that before
1: i wonder if he fancies himself a little bit of a you know ancient aliens kind of a guy i feel like him and craig could maybe bond in that area okay
3: so maybe that's what he was pulling from
1: yeah um so then uh you know he they get into the nitty-gritty of schwartz and sandys um you know he's like Schwartz felt totally abandoned during this time. Um, Sandoval says that he was going through it because Ariana didn't pay any bills for like eight months. Mm-hmm. He said his bank account was literally overdrawn. He had to pull, you know, 500 here, 500 there to pay their mortgage. You know, he's covering that, gardening, cleaning, like all of the household expenses, which I guess he's just doing out of guilt. But I feel like at a certain point, you can just be like i don't know like yeah make her pay yeah
3: Uh, ariana uh spoke about this on the after show which is now becoming essential to the viewing experience because they answer a bunch of questions she said that she's requested three times for written statements of exactly what needs to be paid because she doesn't trust tom's accounting Uh and then tom sandoval said in retort or Uh rebuttal to that. He's like, what do you think? I'm faking the spectrum bill. It's like, this is it. It's $80 or whatever. She said, well, I found out that I was overpaying for my mortgage that you weren't properly or accurately telling me what my monthly payments were on the mortgage. So I don't trust you at -hmm. all. And I've asked three times for him to give written statements that are like verified by someone and he has not done it. So there's always a counter to what Sandoval. I figured there
1: was more there, there. Um, Um, and, uh, Schwar- uh, sandoval's pissed that schwartz talked about him on Jax's podcast of all people that yeah. particularly rubbed in the wrong way and schwartz is saying um i wish that you were just around to help us with you know schwartz and sandy's turned into a shitstorm. storm i wish that you were pitching solutions like should we hire a pr team should we try xyz and he said it seems Sh- like you didn't give a shit
3: should i wear a mask should <laughs> Tom Sandoval dress as a different person in sort of a Mission Impossible mask and yeah. sort of go, go around. Um, that
1: said, I, I think I totally like feel sorry for Schwartz. And I mean, maybe that'll get me in trouble too. But I no, understand no. that he had to do that by himself and it was really stressful and whatever. I also understand that Sandoval, I imagine for at least a month, couldn't, if I were him, yeah. couldn't do a single goddamn thing. Right.
3: I I mean, and that goes to when James said, when the hell were you going to text me? It's like, buddy, (laughs) imagine what his phone looked like, buddy. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I was having trouble for the three months post-cannibal. But, um, I, I, but I do understand that he, that he, why Schwartz? No, you're right. I mean, you, you, that's the proper counter, but I do think that like, Idiot. yeah you know you're right you know i'm not even gonna say that the because schwartz said it. it's like it makes sense why he thought that schwartz would do something to rally business but also you can totally understand sandoval why his head was not in the proper place to do anything that he had to deal with
1: yeah i assume he was just you know this is not me defending him i'm just saying i have a feeling he was and i think he probably said this like was literally surviving like yeah. day to day like trying not to just die yeah, because of course. the entire world wanted him. Can I say dead.
3: A, can I say a mean
1: thing about Sandoval? Yeah,
3: really? Always. <laughs> I can say something sort of a little rude about Sandoval. Yeah. So his little grudge against Schwartz, saying that little snippet of that Jack's podcast of him saying, "You know, we're dying at Schwartz and Sandy's, and you're living out your rock star dreams." Yeah, that wasn't too bad. No, that, like. That's wasn't bad it's at all. That's not insulting. That was like, that was Schwartz like 10% of, of the actual anger he could have towards you. So I almost felt like you can't be actually mad at that. He said rock star dreams. He didn't no, even he, say it. Like he wasn't, it wasn't even belittling.
1: He's grasping at straws. Like same with the James thing later. He's just like trying to, make drag anyone down with him to yes. justify his behavior
3: Yeah, uh, i'm like i i am sorry but schwartz doesn't even get one second of blame for going on jack's podcast and saying like that you were negligent in your duties and you're living out your rockstar dreams also schwartz said this was wild to me on the after show he goes just so you know sandoval jack's edited out a lot of other stuff I said <laughs> defending you on the podcast <laughs> so I thought what the hell that podcast I listened to Schwartz was going off and saying no good shit
1: integrity and
3: Jax was just in there in garage band snip. and Brittany going let's cut out that Cript. shit that's not gonna play well at all
1: yeah they that's that's horrible yeah
3: Jax shit, you Jax you you can't just snip out stuff that's like <laughs> what if I mean like We need to factor in Schwartz's true feelings on that podcast. Why would he want to cut out when he defended Sandoval? Right,
1: right. Um, Okay, and then uh, they just talk about how tomorrow is uh, Sandoval's birthday. And he's like, yeah, um, Ariana's not going to be home. She's going to emo night. And we did fact check this because we were at emo night that night. And we looked it up and it was his birthday. That is real. It wasn't faked. Yeah, uh, and we all thought
3: while we were watching it, we are like, "Are they trying to make this more like, um, you know, two events on the same night? Like, how will people choose?" But then, right. like, it was actually no. We were at emo night on Tom Sandoval's birthday, which we had
1: no idea. We didn't look that up that day. No, it's
3: no. real. Yeah, that was wild. Um, yeah. So it, it, I yeah, and so and then like, uh, Schwartz says Sheena invited me to emo night. Mm-hmm. and then that's when Sandoval says well are you with me or are you against me <laughs> and uh, Schwartz says like you said and we're proud of him he said I'm doing me
1: yes right Um. yeah and we I mean is it a spoiler we we did see Schwartz in the flesh that night so he,
3: I don't think yeah if you if you don't want spoilers <laughs> for what's to come on Emanite, but I feel like like everyone saw this coverage and we talked about it actively when it yeah. happened like yeah I mean so 20 and 30 seconds if you don't want spoilers
1: okay yeah We'll just say what we saw really quickly. Uh, Kristen's also there.
3: Yeah, Kristen came. She tried Um, to get her friend in and they wouldn't let her in for a second. So she made a big deal and talked to production about getting her friend in.
1: Yeah, James and Allie. um, We saw
3: James and Schwartz uh, confront each other and talk again.
1: mm -hmm. Was there anyone else fun?
3: Uh, Well, James came down after Ariana, Katie, and uh, Sheena got done DJing and he uh, went by the DJ booth for a second and I think possibly played a song. Um, It was... I mean, I, I, this is a huge spoiler, but I'm just going to say, and then, you know, Tom Sandoval came and stormed the stage and said, I'm more emo than all of you. So (laughs)
1: there was a bit of an insurrection.
3: (laughs) So anyway, uh, but emo night is going to be like, there's a lot of shit that goes down. So I love that to be continued cliffhanger
1: for sure. Um, okay. Then we pop over to Sheena's house. Uh, her mom comes out with summer moon. Did you notice her mom had gotten Jersey Mike's? No. She had a Jersey Mike's cup. I was like, hell yeah.
3: That's awesome. Did it show what (laughs) sandwich she got?
1: It was just the cup. She had already eaten the sandwich. Couldn't see.
3: I I was thinking really quick, just Erica, this whole scene, Sheena's mom, sort of an unsung hero in the Vanderpump Rules universe. (laughs) Like she's a really good
1: supporting mom low-key been here all along she's never done anything
3: like weird or had a bad take yeah or she even... kind of keeps to herself she keeps to herself she never is like you know she wasn't like Stasi's mom who clearly wanted scenes and yeah. like, wanted to be over the top to like yeah. make entertainment she
1: wasn't like linda garcia darnell or whatever her name is
3: she's the opposite of <laughs> linda garcia darnell i just wanted to give a shout out to erica and i liked her in this scene
1: yeah um so they explain that because of sheena's anxiety and postpartum ocd that she has a real problem letting anyone babysit except her mom but her mom has a torn rotator cuff so she can like currently cannot put summer moon in the crib so they have enlisted a young friend tori yes. who is i don't know in her early 20s probably who can lift she can act as her mom's arms. Yes. Uh, but the mom will still be sitting. She will still be present. Yeah. But just when they need her lifted, right. they will have a second human. Right. Right. To but, lift and drop,
3: but they want they want Tori behind Erica specifically, so <laughs> it's her arms. But <laughs> yeah. Summer Moon still sees Erica, but it's just Tori's arms navigating yes. what Erica can do. Yeah, so she it's puts not...
1: her arms through her arm slits and right. just pretends that it's her. Arms. I thought
3: that was interesting to to that Summer Moon sort of needs that, like you know what right. I mean? Like she doesn't want it disrupted, um, right. Having the Erica time. Yes. Um.
1: Um. But this is where we get a little glimpse into maybe the dark side of Brock a little bit.
3: Okay, you're saying dark side.
1: Just a little bit. I mean, one could call it just marital tension.
3: I'll say insensitive side.
1: Yeah. But you're right. I mean, dark, whatever. It It wasn't the light side. Giving shades of PK and Dorit's therapy session Yes. of just undermining their real yeah mental health problems. And Um,
3: and I want to say just just again for context about what Sheena's going through, which I was... I did not know this. She was like, I have trouble being alone with summer because I'm always thinking, summer moon, because I'm always thinking of like the worst case thing imagin- imaginable and it'll flash in my mind and I'll get so like worried and yeah. anxious. It's like, that's a big deal.
2: Yeah.
1: I know. I was thinking, I mean, I'm sure that's like honestly pretty common and I feel like you hear more about that with like people that have infants because it's they're so fragile and yeah. like it's so new and so scary. Um, but it's, I think, like good for her to say that this is still happening to me. She's like how old, like three or something? Yeah. Two no. or three. Yeah. Um, that that's still happening for her, which like sucks and, you know, is I think relatable to a lot of people. But um, but uh, Brock, yeah, he describes it as her inability to let things go. Um, you know, he kind of, makes a flippant remark about her OCD sort of like eye rolly. y Yeah. Um, her mom and her kind of come at him immediately.
3: Gina lets out a rare shut up to Brock too. Yeah. She was like, she, he goes, why are you so triggered? Right. That's because he was being so dismissive yeah. of her feelings. He's like, I've
1: been wanting a nanny for months. <laughs> yeah. Um, he says in his confessional that he misses his wife having a good day and that he, he kind of breaks it down to that he's Annoyed that they can never get anything done. He said when they first got together, they were a juggernaut of getting things done. You know, they, I feel like if you, you could put together a montage of them vlogging, him doing push-ups with her on his back, him putting a TV up on the wall. Like they were just like, go, 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 go. And now she has different priorities and struggles, uh, with those things. So he, you know, feels slighted by that. Yes. Um,
3: Erica, um, does not, uh, you know, defends Sheena, which, you know, that makes sense. She goes, you need to validate her feelings. And Brock goes, will you both validate her feelings? And you're surrounded by yes people right. to Sheena. Yeah. And so I think that there's a little bit of tension between Erica and Brock, which I, I remember, I think last season there was a tension where Sheena talked about how like Erica and Brock fight a lot, mm-hmm. like in, maybe in like the ninth season. She's like, And you can still see that like Erica and Brock, I think, you know, get into it a lot.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um also here when Sheena starts to get upset, um her fatty tabby cat comes over. He, it felt like he could tell she was sad and came and sat on her lap and nice. I'm like, "Give him or her a lower third already."
3: That was so <laughs> sweet.
1: And then in the next scene at James and Allie's house, immediately Mr. Banks' cat shot they mention him they say someone knocks on the door it's schwartz and they're like mr banks you have a visitor so he's fully involved schwartz brings in a house plant which i guess is his new thing
3: yeah milk tree plant yeah. i think he said yeah
1: uh it was like a spiky thing james pricks himself on it <laughs> yeah um and schwartz says it does sting to celebrate james's new home ownership because he was once a homeowner he's afraid he'll never be one again Um, And they showed a a montage of him giving a house tour when he first bought his house. Um, And he is there to visit and for Allie to do his birth chart where she says he has the most Libra in his chart that she's ever seen.
3: She brings out... Yeah, like a Libra meter or whatever. And you can just see it basically shaking from <laughs> the, the amount of energy he has because his like time of day and or whatever his net, na- what's it yeah. called? The, the natal chart. Natal chart. Yeah. She's like, you're the most that I'm getting off the chart Libra readings on you. Off the Richter. Off the Richter. And, but I also, when Allie said, I'm doing this now or whatever, I didn't know how new that business was. Right. I, I kind of thought this had always been her thing, but it sounds like just right post season 10 or when did i she's... do it <laughs> yeah i was thinking <laughs> it you might did have it.
1: been right around this time
3: you did it while we were actively watching vanderpump rules season 10 right last summer yes right
1: yeah because we went to sir and that's where we decided to do it yeah uh, but it was definitely yeah post Scandal, obviously so probably right around this time, and you—you
3: um, already said exclusively that like she hit the nail on the head. Yeah, with your she birth made chart. a
1: few um, things that she could not have known that were accurate that's, and shocking. That's pretty um, awesome. So I wish they showed um, Schwartz's. Maybe it'll be in Secrets Revealed. I also Jimmy is a Libra, and I checked his birthday. Him and Schwartz's birthday are six days apart. Whoa, Jimmy's ten ten, and Schwartz's ten sixteen. Does what she said about. Libras uh I was trying to she didn't go into it too much she said that Libras are people pleasers which well I won't get into Jimmy's psychology but that could work okay well <laughs> can I say
3: one thing I noticed because someone just pulled all the charts of all the Vanderpump Rules cast members and I just peeked oh, really? at it really quick and I don't remember all of their charts but there's no Sagittariuses on there
1: interesting that's you
3: yeah, well, and I'm not, I'm not trying to make this about me, but what is it about Sagittarius that doesn't allow them to ever... translate.
1: Like, that's kind of interesting,
3: of all the signs. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, Are any is... of them Capricorns, do you remember?
3: Ooh, I'd mm-hmm. have to look again. Well, I Allie's so. a
1: Capricorn. She th- told me I that. Think,
3: yeah, I think there was every other sign.
1: Okay, wow.
3: Um,
1: I need to find who my match is.
3: But then this thing gets interrupted. Like, you know, they talk about his chart and how he's a people pleaser or whatever, but then all of a sudden, Tom Sandoval gets in the scene- Through the phone and texts James and says, I'm having what? A small gathering of people. No pressure at all. So sorry. What does he
1: start the... The, it says like, what a shit storm I caused or something is like the first oh, thing he that. says. Okay. And then it's like having a few people over. You guys are totally welcome to come. No pressure, whatever. And then they're all like, uh, Allie's like, oh my God, oh my God. Like, fuck, what? Shit. Fuck. And then James is like, Schwartz, are you going? He was like, I'm going to drop by. And then James is like, all right, I'm going to say, I'm going to try to pop by for an hour, but I'm not sure.
3: Yep. And he says, if for some reason Tom Sandoval comes at me, I'm going to egg his home right. and go straight for the windows and egg all of his windows. Cause I'm a little Dennis the menace.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, I also want to shout out. I don't remember if I said this last week, but they keep showing these Kaylee Cuoco Priceline ads um, that she's at one point, I don't even remember what the guise of the ad is, but she keeps going around to different locations. And at one point she's in a golf cart and she drives right through Sheena's wedding location. Really? Yes. The same location. Yep. I'm positive.
3: Does she stop for a second and acknowledge <laughs> that this is where Sheena had her beautiful wedding?
1: No, but she goes right around that fountain and you can see the gate in the background. And when I watched it with friends last week, we were like, I was like, Sheena's she has wedding. And my friends were like, yes, it is.
3: <laughs> I need to stop closing my eyes and humming through all the commercials and watch la, 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 all these Vanderp- la. <laughs> these Vanderpump adjacent commercials that are happening. I know.
1: I'm like, if they were smart, they would have made a special one that was specifically about Vanderpump Rules.
3: This is not a big deal. But speaking of Kaylee Cuoco, um, I live right next to Big Bang Theory Lane. Really? Because she's a part of Big Bang Theory, which I've never watched. But in Pasadena, I guess that show takes place oh. in Pasadena. And they have this little kind of a, almost like a tunnel, like a little tunnel where you can go in. It's called Big Bang Theory Lane.
1: That's exciting. And I
3: saw one of the cast members of Big Bang Theory hanging out. I swear, this is not a joke. I, I swear he was eating Mexican food right near the Big Bang Theory Lane. I'm like, they're really tied was to it like- it Jim Parsons? No, no, no. I, I would have known that one. It's the one, not not Danny Greco. Is Simon
1: it, something. Simon Hedberg? The, yeah something like that. I saw him
3: eating Mexican food right next to Big Bang Theory Lane. I go, how much Big Bang Theory shit can you see in one day?
1: I had, um, uh, had to really know a lot about Big Bang Theory when I worked at TBS because that was our big winner besides friends that we showed. So I've made a lot of Big Bang memes. Whoa. Cut a lot of clips.
3: Did you have to know sort of the nuance of the humor of Big Bang Theory?
1: A little bit. I can mostly search. We had this amazing for both Friends and Big Bang database on the Warner Brothers website where I could search keywords because it had been like completely mapped with closed captioning. Wow. So I could like during COVID, I made right when COVID dropped, I made, I typed in like Zoom or like um like video call or something like that. And there was an episode when I think maybe for germaphobe reasons, um, Sheldon was doing video like had his head on video on like a robot that wheeled through the apartment whoa and i was like me um zooming into my meetings like whatever for covid and it was like a million likes
3: (laughs) that's awesome the feeling when sheldon gets covid
1: something like that like that feeling when when sheldon tests positive i can't believe there's probably
3: little i can't believe there's there's my little t- turtle cuties who looked at the big bang social media during covid it's like amy you did that probably that was i can't believe you found in the archives of the big bang theory vault that there was a scene where sheldon or whoever uses a robot for remote calls that is yeah. so that's wild <laughs> have you ever seen big bang theory without laugh track or any of those shows without
1: laugh track oh, god no
2: oh oh
3: I mean, I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even get into it it's like yeah. oh it's like well i can't even watch shows with laugh tracks anymore yeah because it's just so painful distracting
1: yeah um yeah and then we picked up uh not we i don't work there anymore but at a certain point we started showing young sheldon so i had to learn about that too so
3: you had to learn about young sheldon
1: yeah and they would sometimes plant canon early in like you would find out like where Sheldon heard Bazinga for the first time. And Perfect. you'd be like, wow.
3: <laughs> when you're watching young Sheldon, someone, he overhears someone saying Bazinga. And that's added to the legacy of.
1: Yeah. There's like, and then his ma that he talked about is a character in the original. Or like his mom plays a young version of, I think, um, Laurie Metcalf. Okay. It's a whole thing.
3: That cast got really lucky. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So then, then you hear the billowing, beautiful sound of emo music yes. wafting through West Hollywood, it feels and so Echo like,
1: Park. It's very noticeable because it's so out of place. So
3: they like, the, for the first time ever, the producers or the post-production team searched in their database of songs. They said emo music. Yeah. And they found a song that they thought matched the vibe of Katie and Ariana getting ready to go to emo night yep. and do their DJ set.
1: Yep, And at the same time, Tom is downstairs saying this is his first birthday, not drinking. I assume he meant, you know, in adulthood. Um, He said he does have mushroom chocolate, though. Right. Which I'm like, okay, I understand that alcohol is particularly, um, you know, toxic or whatever. I understand the idea of maybe stopping drinking but still smoking weed or doing mushrooms or whatever. But I'm like, I feel like for you right now... Part of it is that you want to remain lucid to deal with your life.
3: I, I agree. I agree with you completely <laughs> about that. He might not necessarily want to do mushrooms right now. But I do think, like, I think I was saying this last week. I don't think people need to start, like, add the, the caveat of Cali sober anymore. Yes. To, like, accommodate for you smoking weed. I think sober... Very clearly to most people means withdrawing from alcohol, especially you know you know what I mean. I just don't think that I don't I don't feel like people should feel so ashamed to be like like I don't drink alcohol anymore, but I take mushrooms every once in a while. You know, it's like you can I think you should still be able to classify yourself as sober. Sure, but maybe true sober people who have really made that like no drugs and alcohol because they also have a problem. They're like they want to claim that sober term and not let people who are more wishy washy. So I don't know if you're if if th- maybe I'm wrong about that
1: <laughs> the program's gonna come after your ass yeah but I want
3: to <laughs> say one one another uh, another Ann moment really quick because Tom goes Anne, you really killed it on the <laughs> balloons over there and then you see Anne's <laughs> balloon work It just so there's like funny. 20 balloons it is so funny that Ann had to blow up balloons for his birthday as he his he said assistant. didn't he say it was
1: giving baby shower yeah
3: then he undercuts his praise by giving a backhanded compliment and saying it's giving baby shower vibes and, and she's she goes,
2: like oh, oh
1: it's
3: damn you really like (laughs) Anne just blew up a bunch of shitty balloons for your sad birthday and you're calling like you couldn't have
1: outsourced that Uh, seriously but uh then so kyle chan rolls in yeah again it's real who's who billy lee kyle chan i assume knows that tom is sober but brings don julio tequila
3: Chan did I, yes. I didn't even think about that. He brought a
1: giant bottle,
3: but I think they instantly start drinking it, and Tom Sandoval doesn't partake. So maybe that's like yeah. good. It's like he does for a the shot party.
1: of something else. Um, yeah. Schwartz comes through. They show a, a quick upsetting clip of Kitty getting scared. Someone seems like they're trying to grab Kitty, um, but I'm telling myself that it sounds like historically Kitty and Maya are used to there being parties, and hopefully Kitty knows they can go upstairs if we, they need.
3: We have to hope. But Maya was also kind of shocked by the amount of guests that were coming through and scared of each one. It feel 100. sad. Um, when you looked at the lower <laughs> thirds of all these people, I was like, who the hell are, you know, Tom Sandoval's friends? I mean, I was very, very entertained by <laughs> them having Tom Sandoval's birthday on this episode because yeah. like... You know, I mean, this is a rare thing to capture. Tom yeah. Sandoval is in the goddamn doghouse, and like yeah. this birthday of you know, like you said, the a who's who of who they were are mostly these on his payroll. Yeah, they were. They were a lot of them were. It's like guitar tech, guitar <laughs> wrist, coach, music man, <laughs> band member. Yeah, uh, you know what I mean. Like it's, like, it's like okay, Tom. These are all new friends, who, right? Who don't really, who don't really know his past. Besides Billy Lee, Kyle. Uh, billy lee kyle and that one guy brett i think later who we see right brett is, well, th- these are people who do not know how horrible of a thing that tom sandoval did so they like him now because right. they haven't been through with the thick of it people who know what he have, has done that he only has like two or three of those right. people still by his side
1: yeah um schwartz comes through he brings a cake and it turns out, it says, he goes, does it say S- uh, Sandoval's a liar? Which we know he talked about on Nick Vile. Um, but he, <laughs> Schwartz says, it says, happy 40th again. Which, yes. because during Scandoval, everyone was dogging on that he lied about his age.
3: Yes. So, so this is, I think this is officially Tom Sandoval's second 40th birthday party. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, and I, I didn't think- if not
1: second. Or right a
3: third <laughs> and um I, I think Megan just saw an article where like People magazine is still reporting him as forty. Really? Yeah, where he's potentially probably almost forty three now. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought we were I, I thought it was wild that like that is known Right. F- to everyone that Tom Sandoval is again celebrating his fortieth birthday.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um so then uh, James is and Allie are on their way there. She says, like, I'm not going in, just run in for a minute and he leaves her Parked in the driveway, like parked across the driveway. So how long was he planning on being in there? I hope under 10 minutes.
3: They also are like on their drive. They're both going, this is horrible. This is horrible. I'm sinking into and my she's seat. Like, Turn around. I hate this more than life itself. Yeah. Allie also clarifies why she is not ever going to talk to Sandoval, at least for the time being. She's like... I never was close with Sandoval and I care way more about Ariana so I'm not even going in there. I have nothing to gain from talking to Sandoval which I kind of like that.
1: I mean this definitely felt like James had an obligation to film a scene like they need to move their relationship forward for better or for worse so I think he was just dropping in to have a quick conversation on camera that was kind of clear that he was like that's um, an obligation.
3: I also did like the juxtaposition of like Tom's birthday with the start of emo night, which we haven't gotten there yet, but it's like fun when, when Ariana and Katie arrive to the green room, Yes, we see TJ greet them, which that was really sweet. That scene,
1: it felt like, um, I'm, it felt a little, almost like the Hills esque. Like it felt very formal introduction. I don't know if it's because they wanted really to clarify to the public what this event is, you know what I mean? I think they
3: did because yeah. they they really they they really let us know a lot why this is happening, you know, right. justifying what they're doing, explaining that they did this before, but you know, I thought I thought it was nice cuz it just it it introduces why we're here. Right. So I thought yeah, I thought it was a good establishing scene right. for sure. They
1: showed the Uh, decorations that say sad as fuck and all of that fun stuff. And and
3: then Lala wanted a little piece of the emo action. Did you notice that?
1: Yes. She did her bangs. She wore black. I will say we talked about this before when we went but she was uh, a duck out of water. Is that what they say?
3: Duck out of water. um,
1: Fish out of water. Well
3: a duck (laughs) No you're you're right. I was thinking there is one about a duck. Stand out like a sore duck.
1: (laughs) No, no, you're right. Fish out of water. She, she, looked, hated and, she hated it. She hated it. Right, which is
3: not indicative of the quality, but she just never had an emo phase like no, Sheena, Ariana. she's
1: a hip-hop girly, I think.
3: Yeah, so she even was doing stories like, what the hell am I doing? Look at my emo outfit. Am yeah. I truly emo or I'm not? I'm
1: curious if they... Force her to admit that, and I feel like she's going to say something funny next week about hating it.
3: I think she will, but it's kind of interesting to see uh, Lala out of her depths because she's always so confident and comfortable in any scenario. So the fact that Emo Night took Lala out to where she was not confident with what she was doing—that was a new side of Lala that I haven't seen. Yeah, she's normally so confident in every scene.
1: Yeah, and Um, we—I was relieved to find we already talked about this, but um, we knew that you know. We saw in public, and I think you were there that they, uh, Sheena, Ariana, and Katie did this already before this event. And when we heard they were doing it again, we were wondering whether or not they were going to pretend that this was the first time, almost like a recreation right. of that first time. But they were honest. They said, We did this in April. They want us to do it again. And I was like, Okay, cool. Like, that's a good indicator of. The reality.
3: Everything, yeah, everything about the Emo Night storyline was accurate. I mean, yeah. so like, that's like the one small thing that, that like I, you know, we were there, a part of it, and like we knew like the things that happened there. And it's like that thing, it was 100% accurate. Everything she just yeah. said about the good is gold Screamo, how that came to be. Yeah. The Sandoval's
1: Knight- birthday. And like you were saying, and Megan was saying that it's always on a Friday night. So, so they didn't change it to be on Sandoval's birthday. I mean, yeah, it just happened to all work out. They
3: just got a wonderful gift of having the, the cast members have I'm to sure navigate I'm the producers this. were like,
1: fuck, yes. Like, yeah,
3: totally. So anyway, so in terms of what you and I know personally from our experience, this was a 100% accurate storyline in every way so far Totally, we've seen. So then, okay, so Emo Knight is sort of done. They close the book on that. They're, that's the to-be-continued part, yeah. which we're going to mm-hmm. see next episode. Now we're just back at Sandoval's sort of sad birthday, right? Yeah, There's um, there's coolers of Coors Light. Yeah. Um, <laughs> James when he walks in I, we, we kind of we got to that point right James yes. is like walking in and he says you know people will laugh and think it's funny <laughs> as hell he says it's a regular who's who in here as in who the hell are these people right or something even better <laughs> who the than that. fuck
1: are you people and he goes can a, a Sandoval offers him a drink and he said he's good with water instead of a water what does he hand him
3: a squirt.
1: Diet squirt. A diet squirt. The classic Sandoval signature.
3: Did they cut out?
1: And it was warm.
3: It was a warm squirt. Did they cut out a scene where t- James said, actually, forego my water completely? I just saw that you have warm diet squirts out, and I'd much prefer that. Because there, in no way, does someone give you a warm diet squirt when you ask for water. Right.
1: Right? I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe if you ask for like a spin drift yeah, or something of, like that, of, you could be like, how about a squirt?
3: Of course um
1: i will say we've talked about this before but i like diet squirt my no, parents drink it no
3: i i no it, tom <laughs> sandoval has it we we can claim it i've i i tried squirt for the first time during the height of squirt uh fever and it was great i love yeah. it it's like a it's like a sprite it's tasty but i, I want to say i have to just add nuance to this i can't just let james get away with this it's rude and horrible to say that tom's new friends are not worth knowing and shitty and to specifically say who the fuck are these people while the editors go to tom's (laughs) bandmates to be like who if i was
1: if i was implicated in that they just like cut to one woman at one and i'm like she doesn't know that they're gonna cut her and be like who the fuck is this loser
3: Seriously, I was like, I was it was like, hilarious though. I I know it's hilarious. I love also, the also. If I were
1: him, I would say the same thing.
3: Uh, okay, I totally all right, would. All right, we al- okay. We allow for fun, even if it's mean from James. <laughs> They're
1: non entities.
3: Were you glad though that they didn't cut to you and I? Thank
1: God. We're like eating like little finger <laughs> well, sandwiches, do you, and we're like, do you, uh, do you remember,
3: <laughs> I, I was just gonna ask you, do you remember <laughs> the food spread that he had? You, we were basically at the sort of buffet when James came in. I would have hated if we James, didn't sign the release i know could you imagine if if james would say who the (laughs) fuck are those people and it went to us and we have those raccoon eyes where we're blurred (laughs) but you can still see us sort of in that dark corner eating all that food thank god they didn't pan to us
1: yeah Um, i was worried about that yeah i was
3: worried too um okay (laughs) i have to say this too this is this was interesting to me as interesting as anything i've ever seen this episode that's why this episode gave so much to me like even the minor moments uh brought so much so this guy brett who was in season 10. He's the guy who jumped into the pool naked in Mexico with Ariana. And the teaser for season 10 made it seem like Ariana was like getting naked with someone oh, or whatever. Right. And then we found out, oh no, it's just like a guy they hang out with. You know, it's like there was nothing nefarious there at all. Anyway, it's how, it turns out that when James walks in, that guy, Brett, I mean, no offense to this guy, but it's like, <laughs> this is a very sad like scene where he comes off very yeah. lame a little bit. It's Desperate. Like, they gave him a lame, desperate edit. And he talks to James. James could not like be listening less and care less and not want to be in a conversation more. he was
1: like squirming like he couldn't stand still he never made eye contact like he was like no yes. no no yes. And i'm guy, not talking to you i'm not engaging in this like and, absolutely not and
3: this guy brett took this opportunity he's not miked at all so you only hear his audio from james's mic and he's going hey i just wanted to talk to you for a second about the friend group because as you know i got cut off from katie so i'm having like a really hard time right now and james goes uh where the the hell is tom sandoval like, i
2: came
1: to talk to sandoval like uh and, what do they talk to the hand basically yeah yeah and
3: it was like james's dismissive energy if james if i ever went up to james and he <gasps> treated me like that i would like be close to that's death that's
1: the opposite of what he did to us at sir oh, no tom we tom. got
3: no so he gave him like the eclipsed sun no light could shine through he gave us the full Sun. He
1: literally shone a light on us. He, he shone
3: <laughs> a light so bright on us. He did the opposite. So I'm not saying, but I'm just saying Brett, and I was more fine with James treating Brett like shit because this sat. it sounded like Brett chose the wrong side yeah. and chose Sandoval's side, like Billy Lee and Kyle Chan. Yeah. But then he didn't get the... Uh, shine that tom sandoval gave to them so he just looks like a hanger on that doesn't yeah. get any credit and now he lost his bridge to the other cast right. members so and he's like
1: james is like all right seriously absolutely not i came to talk to tom and he's like i'll go get him for you yes oh break please oh sorry uh, and, did and he's you want-? like james is looking for you and he's like oh okay uh, i was gonna bring him out back
3: also james specifically says point in case or whatever he says who the fuck is this guy to Brett? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he knows that guy.
1: Totally. Um, so then uh, they go over to the couch to drink their squirts. Um, I think Sandoval's drinking a one of those zero Heinekens or whatever.
3: Yeah. Wait. So, wait sorry, I said uh, point in case. I meant case in
1: point. Exactly.
3: So, I'm sorry. You're going to let me just go <laughs> by Match point. Match um, point.
1: Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. So then, you know, uh, James is saying, we kind of talked about this before, but he's hurt that... Uh, sandoval never reached out after whatever and he's a little bit apologetic he goes you know i know i should have i'm sorry i was really going through a lot like you said and yeah and he's like james is like i know but months and months went by and he's like seriously i (laughs) it was a rough time um and then james is like well do you feel bad about betraying me and (laughs) you can see sandoval like a little switch go off where he's like oh we're gonna do this and he's like betray you And uh, he's like, yeah. And you can tell that Sandoval in no way is capable of being, uh, you know, humble in this scenario. He feels attacked. It's over. It's not going to happen. He wants to bring up, he's like, well, if we're going to, you know, get into this and he starts to bring up like that James hooked up with Kristen right after they broke up and tried to like equivocate that scenario, um, which is uh, majorly a false equivalent. Um scenario-wise one could argue, but he had known James for a month when that happened. He has now known James for 10 years when this happened and they were engaged.
3: Okay. All right. I, I yes, I I agree. I agree. I, in theory, I agree. Um I thought that yeah, like you said, Tom Sandoval took particular umbrage, is that the right word for mm-hmm. the word betrayal. Mm-hmm. Wanted to bring up the past. But I wanted to ask, like James says, it's been 10 years, so I will not even for one second allow for that to be brought into the equation here. Yeah. Is there any time, (laughs) time, like I know, you know, time, we all have different (laughs) thoughts on time as it passes through. Yeah. Is there any time, four years, three years, where this could have been brought to the, into the equation and factored in, in terms of how James treated Sandoval? Sure. I but mean, but is, so is the decade relevant?
1: Um, well, I think it's relevant in the sense that, like, by the time Sandoval fucked his friend's ex-fiance, they had been friends for many more years than when James, quote, betrayed him by fucking his ex, um, when they didn't necessarily, he didn't deserve a huge amount of loyalty to Tom when they first met, versus they got past that which you would think strengthened their relationship. And then we're friends for 10 years. He helped him plan his engagement, all of this shit they had bonded. So I would say a betrayal after 10 years of friendship is worse than betrayal at the beginning of a friendship. Yes. Um, And this is not the time to bring that up when you haven't even reconciled at all. Maybe once you close the loop on that and you heal a bit, and then later you can say, you know... Because I don't even think that Sandoval, the thing is, it was disingenuous. He was trying to say, well, you did it too, when I don't think he's hurting about that still.
3: Right. Yeah. So uh, a couple thoughts about this. Uh, So, I mean, I don't think in my mind, it wasn't a get up and leave type statement like i don't james really added a dramatic element like you just crossed a bridge that i like i will never i will never let you have that and i'm gonna walk away and piss in your bushes for even bringing that up
1: i got the sense he was absolutely itching and like dying to get the fuck out of there already i I
3: think so too brett was like hovering around seeing if he needed more squirt or whatever you know he's like did you need more squirt while you have this conversation um but yeah i i mean i I, I do, I, my, I'm i like, my rational brain and my viewer brain says, James is right, this is not equatable at all, but I did want to at least think about if there's any time that could have gone by where Sandoval could have brought this up, but like you said, you're right, Tom Sandoval is forgetting, which I don't know how he's still forgetting, that just all people want to hear is an apology with no justification. And you're right. If at one point Tom and James get a little better and Tom wants to explain why it took so long for him to reach out. And he just said said that it brought up a lot of feelings when you made love to Kristen on my bed. Maybe James would be more receptive to that. But for now, like James even said in his confessional, he's like, I just want an apology. I care about you as a friend. I know I might never be able to repair it, but I will try my best to get back there. Yeah. And Tom Sandoval, the entire episode and all the time, which is why I, can no, I can't I can defend Tom Sandoval. He just can't eat shit no. and say nothing. Even to Schwartz. He even has to pull in things that Schwartz did to him, which were not bad at all. No,
1: I think, you know, again, not to give him benefit of the doubt, but I honestly think at this point it might be a defense mechanism because he like can't sink any lower that I think yes. his ego is protecting him from yeah. like total death. That he's like, I can't... Um, just completely wipe the slate clean with every single person because everyone I know wants an apology and if I truly like down in the dumps apologize to every single person I'll have no nothing left to give and I can't survive so I think he like has to maintain a little bit of denial in his mind to just like exist yeah um but hopefully he'll get there soon but yeah it's surprising that even to someone like Schwartz he couldn't be vulnerable you know
3: yeah he had to like take Schwartz to task so that Schwartz would feel a little bad about his actions to Sandoval as well I'm not. I mean, I I, I guess it's because Tom Sandoval is so used to fighting for other people, and he's always like the defender of the underdog, or he yeah. loves just being on the other side of a fight when other people are like piling on someone. That maybe yeah. he's like doing that for himself now, right. sort of, and being like, "Did yeah. you forget this?" Right. Like, and, um, but I do I do want to call into question a little bit of like this is now getting into the the reality of these scenes, and I talked about this with Schwartz and James's relationship last week. I don't think. Sandoval actually thought he was a big brother to James, and I don't know hundred percent if James actually did feel that way about Sandoval. Yeah. So even requesting that he thought because of their relationship that Sandoval would reach out, I just I don't know if I buy that Sandoval and James were at that level to where James even warranted something because I just don't know if deep down Sandoval gives a shit about James. Right. Like I don't even I know. know if he likes him. The as a, main,
1: yeah, I don't think they he ever truly did and i think that even the Archella thing was more about um sandoval being so horny to plan events i was just
3: gonna say he gets off on giving and yeah
1: so and that also gets him attention and goodwill right. so i don't know how much it was about generosity um so yeah i don't think they had a true blue friendship but so they're both kind of using this falsehood against each other um, yes. so it's like, where's the truth? Um,
3: yeah, exactly right. I just, I wanted to add that because I'm, you know, I want to be just fully honest about everything that I'm thinking in these scenes. Yeah. And I just, I just don't know if the Sandoval and James relationship or the James and Schwartz relationship was like worth anyone like yeah. them salvaging well, except for the show. The, the thing show. is
1: James has almost always been on the outskirts. Yeah. So he's kind of only been given this new POV in the sense that he currently is the only innocent one in this most recent crime. Yes. So he gets to be sort of the clean slate. Uh, Same with Brock. They're both kind of benefiting from the eyes going in a different direction and they get to be innocent for this. Yeah, they
3: get the moral high ground. Yes. And so, yeah, James gets upset. He decides to leave. He says, I got to go take a huge piss. (laughs) Yeah. And he He says,
1: you have so much growing up to do still. And uh, and (laughs) Sandoval's like, that is very narcissistic for you to say. And I'm like, I know you don't want to hear what the public has to say when you like be smart.
3: Totally not. Well, he uh, yeah, he says that because James says, I'm not even going to listen to you and let you bring that up. So he says that's what's narcissistic. Like James won't allow for Sandoval's counter, but whatever. It's a it's a failed fight, a failure to launch. <laughs> yes. uh, I think because James, because what Sandoval threw into the fight, James didn't want to hear. And you're right. He was itching to get out of there. Sure.
1: Yeah. He does a turtle piss on the bush out front and he- Allie's like, that's ariana's bush too
3: and then the episode (laughs) ends with a to be continued and i thought that was beautiful last final words
1: it's (laughs) ariana's bush too yeah and then on a we talked about this but on watch what happens live they did an honorary montage of all of the bushes of bravo which includes luann in the bush uh tamra in the bush um james pissing in the bush i think There were a few others, but
3: yeah, there was some other Bush shit. Um, Sandoval, (laughs) Sandoval specific says specifically said on the after show, he goes, I didn't really care that James peed on my Bush.
1: As if he would give a shit. Come on. (laughs) Um, also I wanted to shout out on watch what happens live. Sheena and Ryan Serhant were on, like I said, and, um, Sheena's band was behind the bar. Yes. So the twenty sevens. Yeah. And, um, also Ryan Serhant, um, revealed that he's selling Andy's place for him, which I'm like, make a spinoff about that. um, they did a game of like can Sheena name them. <laughs> I don't remember what it was actually called, but she couldn't name identify our, name him. She couldn't identify our first lady, but right. she could identify Gypsy Rose.
3: That was great. <laughs> um, Andy said he doesn't. He didn't know what Gypsy Rose looked
1: like. He needs to get with the times. She just said, "Of
3: course, that's Gypsy Rose." She was like, "Come on." She didn't get our. second gentleman gentleman, either
1: no that was kind of a curveball
3: i know because they put a mustache on him and a wig on it
1: (laughs) and also the last note was i've mentioned this before but um the watch what happens live glasses are no longer ramona eyes they are mary cosby eyes
3: well is that is that to is is that to remove
1: really i don't know that's sort of like it's been ramona eyes since day one
3: and Mary Cosby's eyes, like when she found out that they didn't have that, that Don Julio that she likes or it's whatever? It's like,
1: they're very intense. Wow. So, that's okay. a bad sign for Miss Singer. That is Just not
3: saying. good. Okay. <laughs> well, wow. Um. So, I have to say, that episode to me, like I might be overrating it because I thought the premiere was a little lackluster and like- yeah. But this is what I wanted from Vanderpump Rules. And this gives me high hopes for season 11. I loved the shit that was going on in this episode with all of them.
1: Yeah. But do you think that the entire season is going to be about Scandal? Like, will we ever get anything else?
3: Yeah. No, we're getting more. They're (laughs) going to give us even more. That one deranged fan is going to throw a bunch of shit at Kyle Chan's whiskey party. That's the last episode. That's the last episode. Well, that's going to be the minute they get over Scandivall. He's <laughs> going to twenty episodes from now. No, no, no. A lot of stuff is going to happen. Schwartz is going to say that he kissed Sheen on the lips one time. Oh right. And oh Tori... yeah. Tori, Sheena's nanny, is going to get in a love triangle with Schwartz and Katie, which you know is 100% real. Is that real. who it is?
1: That's Tori. That's who it is? That's Tori. Oh, my God. So Tori... Not the robot arms. I know. They just well, need to get the mom a Doc Ock suit.
3: You Well, I was just going to say, you have to hope that Erica is still not in front of Tori when they do this <laughs> makeout, because maybe Erica doesn't want to kiss either of them.
1: What's the... Um, the element that they use to make the Doc Ock arms that becomes oh, t- highly... Uh,
3: vibranium. Okay. No, or titanium. <laughs> Unobtainium. Unobtainium, I think. It explodes
1: um, and then it kills um, oh. his wife, his beautiful wife. <laughs> Alfred
3: Molina's <laughs> wonderful wife. Doc Ock... I mean, he loved her so much. She, he was good at science shit, and she yeah. was good at poetry.
1: Yeah, she, she's a Broadway star, Donna Murphy. She played. Um, she was in Hello, Dolly.
3: Oh, she's amazing. <laughs> she wasn't in very much of Spider-Man 2, but her scenes with Alfred Molina were great.
1: You can tell it was a huge loss, enough to drive him mad.
3: He, it justified why he let those censors sort of get haywire, because he had nothing left to live for. It led to his villainy. He
1: basically went to live in a chud tunnel. I, oh, my God. It was kind of like a dock
3: like uh yeah like no sorry yeah, doc, doc. doc ox doc you know that just reminded me i was like who else lived in a tunnel penguin You <laughs> did you ever oh, see yeah. batman <laughs> did you ever see the second batman penguin it's been a while he, he has that he has like a bunch of uh like goop or whatever and he lives in basically a penguin chud tunnel or whatever he's disgusting penguin okay. it's danny devito i love that but um oh you just reminded me of alfred melina i just melina i just got to see him again in that feud show Oh, Joan. the Joe, Capote one? Yeah, yeah. I watched I Capote. Wa- I mean, I'm going to watch it. You have to watch Capote. <laughs> you love it? I love it. I, it is. Um, I haven't watched is or watched. it loved... High Camp? It's honestly sad, somber, And Tom Hollander, when I say this, you know I mean this. Tom Hollander disappears into Capote and I don't think he's ever going to be able to come back. I think it's like Austin (laughs) Butler and Elvis where he is like, they're going to be like, you're not Truman. You're not Truman. They're going to have to say like once he's done filming. Does he talk
1: funny like um, Philip Seymour Hoffman? It's
3: it's the best Capote. I do not think... I, where Tom Hollander ends and Truman Capote begins, I don't know. You won't see oh Tom my God, Hollander. I can't
1: wait. And it's about... I Tom like, Holland, watch out. There's Tom a Ho- new Tom Hollander in town.
3: Tom Holland is over. It's Tom Hollander. <laughs> he's getting Spider-Man. And I didn't get the premise, but Tom, Truman Capote hates these swans. So he's just completely just pissed. at these shit, right? He talks shit about these swans. And so the whole time, he just has this grudge. No, it's about these like... Yeah, high society people. That he finally he was like, well, this is not a spoiler. It's it's this is Um,
1: who else? It's um, Callista Flockhart. Yep. Um, who are the Uh, other ones? Um, it is is, Chloe Sevigny.
3: Yes, you're getting all of them, and I didn't forget any of them. And there's the main one. Um, that I'm more. Oh, his favorite. His his the love. His favorite is um, Diane Lane. No, Diane. Oh my God, I, oh, I'm i totally forgetting. He <laughs> loves one of them so much. Naomi Watts.
1: Yes. Did you already see Naomi Watts? No, I didn't.
3: His main swan is Naomi Watts.
1: Married to Billy Crudup in real life. Still now? They recently got married, like in the past Isn't like six Billy
3: months. Crudup the one who left his uh, wife while she was in need of him when yes. she was pregnant?
1: That was a long time ago though. Oh, so they, he's forgiven. He's doing, I love a late, later in life marriage. They did a city hall, New York City. Wedding? Could that's
3: amazing. Could <laughs> Billy Crudup be Tom Sandoval in *Reality of a Scandal*? That would be good. Because I don't care about the ages. He I don't has want that cunning. I don't want a young. I'm no I'm no Timothy Chalamet. I'm sorry to the Chalamet heads. No. I mean, I'll offer it to him, but he's gonna say
1: no. But Billy Crudup has that past. You could picture him with the mustache from *Almost Famous*. That's that, I. I thought of him with a mustache, and we know he can perform.
3: And I, I want to age everybody up, like Robert De Niro. Cedric is he's twenty years old. Like they're older. Like yeah, we, we're not, I'm not going to the young okay. people to cast. I like
1: Billy credup Yeah, hot off the morning show. Yeah. Oh my
3: god, <laughs> and I loved my connection to morning show. Hearing it. Through you, you have to watch. I don't even know if feud is. You know, good. I always watch
1: Ryan Murphy shows. Okay, good. It's 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 honestly the
3: best. Like Ryan Murphy. Sometimes I'll be watching American Horror Story, and I'm like, this is the worst written thing I've ever seen it's in my terrible. life. This is Gus Van Sant directed.
1: <laughs> oh, really? The he first one, the first, the two? first two. Okay, and it's written by
3: someone who knows their shit. Truman Capote is having so much fun in this uh, show, and so yeah, I
1: can't. I love New York Society.
3: You're going to. <laughs> flip i'm like why did i not know about what the hell truman capote was doing i only knew him from in cold blood i had no idea he was like he was like the guest at dinner parties that they would be like bring that guy back he just made us all have fun for two hours straight well
1: i was listening to kathy griffin on a podcast and she has brought the idea of a salon Back into her life she hosts salons oh. where she just invites like 10 interesting people from different walks of life to talk and have interesting conversation and she said she was inspired to do that by i think it was gloria vanderbilt anderson cooper's mom wow. and i think uh truman capote would come to her salons
3: <laughs> i was gonna surprise it's
1: like diana vreeland i am obsessed with that world so i yes. was gonna
3: sur- <laughs> I, I was gonna save this for <laughs> next week but We got an invite from Kathy Griffin to go to her new salon. She wants turtle time to talk Bravo at her 10-person dinner party. I can't wait. So we're going.
1: (laughs) I'm ready. (laughs) I
3: think um, Beverly Hills is so old. And you know, like <laughs> oh
1: yeah, let's like group it with next week.
3: I think we did so good today with what we've done with you and I.
1: Spoiler alert: Crystal <laughs> survives. She has high blood pressure. It was
3: it was a good episode, and a, my it's quality. It's not indicative of us not talking about it by its quality. I actually really love this episode. I think Beverly Hills is is coming back. Sutton yeah. is really like Sutton is is present is, um, providing rationale for why she is like almost sinner diamond holder in my mind like mm-hmm. sutton is really coming into her own as a major force to be reckoned with and i'm loving kyle anna marie had some saving grace this episode but yeah. i think that we should maybe do beverly hills next week once we are not so you know running long and yeah. we'll just incorporate all of our beverly hills thoughts the barcelona
1: minute yeah yeah
3: Does that sound okay to you yeah did we do good today you think
1: actually yeah I wasn't sure if I could do it.
3: You did so, I mean, you, you did so amazing and I can't believe that we were able to, you know, do this. And then I love where we an- landed talking about Truman Capote and everything, Absolutely.
1: but I'll try and watch uh, the first few episodes by next week so we can talk about it. It's the
3: only show where I, I was actually like in recent memory, besides like I'm rewatching Rome where I was like, this is good and worth yeah. thinking about. So yeah, that's a good sign. Um, just some of the, the the little business at the back of the podcast, if you made it all the way through and you heard the Truman Capote minute, um, we we need reviews for Turtle Time and we love you know getting those sweet, beautiful written reviews. So if you want to honor Turtle Time and say what you like about it, that would be so sweet because it boosts us up in the, I guess, rankings or whatever. Yes. And then also on Patreon, Amy and I are doing, um, I'll just say it, the Lord's work <laughs> over there, recapping Vanderpump Rules and we are just about to hit Season four, after we do the reunions. Yeah. And season four is that era of four through six is like my favorite era of yeah. Vanderpump Rules. Once the cobwebs are dusted off and they're like grinding in full gear, I love that era. So that's what is up on Patreon. And then-
1: Yeah. Once the you else, pay that $5, it unlocks the entire, you know, what do you call that? The the vault. Like we've done probably, I don't know how many episodes, like 40 episodes or something like that.
3: I I mean- uh, yeah, we've on, we've recapped three full seasons of Vanderpump Rules. It's so many episodes, and you could just really go nuts. Five bucks, rip through the archives, and then yeah. keep paying five bucks forever. <laughs> you know, whatever you want to do.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, I'd say it's worth it, but that's just me. I, as I said before, I am a patron to multiple podcasts of which I cannot get enough. And so if you can't get enough of us talking for three hours, you can get an extra hour at least, yeah. if not hour and a half, per week.
3: Yeah, and and yeah, and we're good on there. Like Amy said, <laughs> it's an amazing experience and I want to do a special shout out at the end of the episode to our Villa Rosa VIPs we talked about it at the beginning, but I saw the power and beauty of that community, uh, you know, on Patreon and I'm stunned that you and I get to be a part of something that is almost like, I just can't even believe how beautiful and wonderful it is. So I don't want to get too sad and, and, you know, get us back there, but thank you so much to the Villa Rosa VIPs. That community is more beautiful than you can ever imagine, but we love our little turtle cuties too. You know?
1: Yes. All of you. Um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Yeah. This, uh, this endeavor gives us, uh, much joy and purpose i think yeah i, th- I think so
3: too and it's not even for me to say but i felt good about where we landed i mean the first 20 minutes i don't know what the hell i was doing but i feel like we got to a great fun place and yes. so i'm happy for turtle time and i just feel like i don't know yeah we did good i mean three hours
1: what the <laughs> hell the classic amount of time
3: okay well we love you so much we'll be thinking about you all week we'll be back on patreon on monday and um, we love you and, and sleep good tonight and think about vanderpump rules and think about turtle time
1: Bye. Thank you. Love you. Love you. This one's for you tonight.